start the podcast after that man that that drop always throws me off man i don't know <laughs> i got, an- that, I, got an- funny, man. I got another drop man it's, it's been way overdue okay here we go i told you he did that shit guilty as fuck yeah i told you he did that shit guilty as fuck and then i got yeah, that's the- gonna get a lot of run yeah and then i got the other one we always had before but been playing a while some people call me till but this is about another kind of till yeah <laughs> <laughs> officer t officer clifford yeah. on the uh on the drop again yes good to have him back so <laughs> yes uh, another exciting edition of the gems and juice podcast is in your ears is on your screen right now we are back at it uh figgy fig ryan rocket doing our damn thing a lot to talk about, as usual, on the podcast. A lot of stuff happening this week that we got to go over and cover. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. First off, Figgy, uh, tap me in, man. I've, I ain't been keeping up with the training camp news and everything <laughs> that's going on. So how's your week been, and how's the what's the report, the latest from Texans training camp? Hey, man. Um, training camp, as far as training camp, they've been joint practices and all that stuff. They've been looking good in joint practice. But I don't, you know, you got to play the game. You got to be out on the field for mm-hmm. for a game. So I don't know how they're going to look on Saturday, but they look okay, man. I, I I think it's some questions with the offensive line. I ain't trying to get in the trenches or nothing, but uh, 
that looked like a weakness, which is a big problem because they spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that should that should probably be one of the strongest suits on the team because they spent the most money <laughs> at that at that position. So I don't know. It'd be it'd be tricky, but week was good. Uh real quick before we get started, I just wanna um send our prayers to Brandon Scott, our good friend. Yeah. Um he's going through a lot right now. He lost his beautiful wife, Kendra. So uh just want to share his uh, our thoughts, prayers to him and his family and um praying for you, like always, man. Yeah, uh if y'all see Brandon Scott on social media or see him around, uh, make sure you send him some love, man. He's going through it right now, of course. Um, very very sad, man. Just I I'm tearing up thinking about it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, very, very sad situation there. Um, also shout out to our other friend, um, Landry Locker. He just had his, uh, child. So shout out to him. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, man, a lot, a lot going on. A lot, a lot of, uh, Luke Landry, man. Yeah. This dude, talk about hell of a year. This dude got married this year. This dude bought a house this year. And he have his first kid this year, man. Yeah. That's like the, uh, that's like grown. Man, package right there, the complete package. That's, that's like so, the uh, perfect way to do it, though. To be honest, it really is, man. <laughs> remember that. Remember that little game. So and so and so and so kissing in the tree. K I S. First yeah. comes love. Yeah. Then comes marriage. <laughs> then comes the baby and the baby. <laughs> that's literally Not, what that what that is. It is, but I think the baby came first, and then <laughs> and then everything else followed suit. But uh, yeah, congratulations to him, man. Uh, I'm sure it's an exciting time for him. He's posting baby pictures on social media, so if you see him as well, make sure you send him some love and appreciation. Um, yeah, so the, the the whole gamut of emotions going on at Sports Radio 610 right now, man. So yeah. make sure you send Brandon Scott and uh, Landry Locker, you know, the appropriate condolences slash love. So yeah, a lot going on. But we move on, man. We uh, got a lot to talk about on the podcast. What's going on, Miguel? We see you on the YouTube comments, man. Hope you're doing pretty. Hope you're doing good tonight, man. Um, a lot to break down. Uh, now speaking of the Texans training camp, have they officially announced a starting quarterback? Because I haven't kept up with that. They, they did for this preseason game. Okay, but so not for not like the regular. For, okay, they ain't officially. It's funny because. This the only team that officially didn't name a starting quarterback for week one. So uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, who was the other rookie taken after mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, was named their starter for good. It wasn't just like the starter for this preseason game coming yeah. up. It wasn't no competition. Um, Bryce Young was named the starter once he was damn near drafted, <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, shoot, you got Sam Howell, who was up in uh, Washington. Name the starter, man. <laughs> so they need to name CJ, man. I don't, I wonder what's going on, man. What's taking now, so long? Do you think that it's possible that there's an actual competition going on, or do you think this is just the Texans' way of operating? They don't want to give anything to media. You know, I think we've already seen it with the uh, the first preseason game where uh, D'Amico didn't say the starting quarterback was going to be uh, CJ. But then he goes on with the national media. I think it was but Ian Rappaport or somebody. Yeah, uh, he, Ian, uh, not Ian Rappaport. Um, somebody else, but for NFL. Yeah, somebody NFL in national network. media. 
yeah. right after speaking to the local media, he goes to the national yeah. media. He go right over to initiative. their set. <laughs> 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 so do you think they're actually unsure about who the starting quarterback is, or do you just think this is just how the Texans operate and they don't want to give anything to anybody? I think that's how they operate. And because if you watch the practice and all that stuff, CJ Stroud is taking all of the reps at this point. There's no split in the reps or uh, 60, 40 or something like that. CJ is the guy in practice. It, it looked like they're rolling with the guy, but they just haven't named anything yet officially. So the, the only thing D'Amico said was he's going to, they're going to roll with CJ Stroud for the next preseason game. Which means absolutely nothing for real, for real. Like, ain't no point of trying to name a starter that we we want to know who's the guy moving forward in uh, week one. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. What's the point of naming a starter for a preseason game, man? You gonna play is what? He, is he maybe gonna, two series max? Yeah. Is he gonna do that um, for the third preseason game? The last one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, that's really silly, man. <laughs> I, I understand the point of that, of naming oh, the starting quarterback who's going to play maybe two series and then bounce is going to be C.J. Stroud. Yeah, we could figure that, man. I'm sure, pretty sure we could all figure that was going to happen. Um, Drunk says, Anthony Richardson getting named starting quarterback isn't a blessing. It means he's on the hot seat from day one. Man, you got to explain I, that because I don't really understand what you're talking about. He's a rookie quarterback. He's on yeah. the hot seat. In the first game uh, as I think, a fourth overall pick? I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think they are on the hot seat. They trying to figure some stuff out. Um, you see the carousel quarterbacks they had the past couple years since Andrew Luck um, retired. So they pretty much got the third best or uh, I want, yeah, I would say the third best quarterback in this draft. So they couldn't even, they couldn't trade up to one. They couldn't trade up to two or three. So um, they pretty much had to settle with the third best quarterback in this draft. So uh, they searching for answers. I feel like they just searching for answers, and he's probably the best option at this point. Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty – I saw some clips where it looks like he was very accurate with the ball, man. I have to say it made me a little nervous, okay? I mean, if we done skipped up, we had two chances to get – dog, that's worst-case scenario. If this dude ends up being – a stud and CJ ain't all that. And we had two chances to get him and we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I would be kind of rough, man. Yeah. Uh, Drunk says, I wouldn't name CJ starting quarterback, especially with no real wide receivers. Bring him in game 10. Now, somebody else said something like this on the last podcast. And is this the feeling of the fan base now? Do y'all want to put CJ in bubble wrap for the first season altogether? Like, I thought y'all wanted to move away from the Davis Mills era. I thought yeah. y'all wanted to uh, uh, and, a stud, fresh quarterback, fresh out the draft. Yeah, now y'all want to go back to Davis Mills? I'm I'm confused what's and, going on here, And man. what's crazy is drunk, not even a Texans fan. I don't even <laughs> think he was a Texas fan that he's saying this. So, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, I think we passed the days of just – I guess sitting the quarterback until he's good because CJ CJ ain't just like this raw rookie or a project or anything like that. I think he can step in and play. And uh, with all the money they spent on that offensive line and stuff, I know the receivers are awful 
Um, I was side note. I was playing Madden. Yeah. And I think the highest rated receiver is probably like a seventy four, <laughs> and that ain't good. But um, yeah, man, I think he can make it work, man. I think C.J. Stroud can make it work. I know he played with top notch receivers at O State, but he, I think he can make it work. I wouldn't sit him just because we don't have the receivers, but I, he needs I he needs it. the reps, man. I, yeah. I don't like that mentality. He needs the reps, man. If you bring him in and, game ten, then in his second year, he's basically now, still a rookie. Now and now, and now now if it was a situation where you had like a Alex Smith being a quarterback and we good, you know, we got some okay quarterback competition yeah. to play, or Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that, but. Uh, I think he's better than Davis Mills. <laughs> so I think the be- at this point, the better quarterback should be out there. We've seen what the Davis Mills Texans look like, man. Okay, it's time to move on. Yeah, you don't want to ruin a quarterback, especially if the O-line is bad. I get that. But he needs the reps, man. Come on, we drafted him for a reason. Very high as well. Um, Drunk says, also, Anthony Richardson, if he ends up sucking Colts right back in the mix to draft another one. So what? Is that how it happens now? A rookie quarterback has a bad year, and then you draft another one? <laughs> Does it never end at that point? Like, I, so I know, I think we've been spoiled by seeing some rookie quarterbacks just light it up. I mean, Deshaun Watson was one. Mm-hmm. But some actually take time to develop, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if you just throw it out. <laughs> I think, but as see, soon as somebody struggle, I think the Colts picked him a little too high, so I don't think they're gonna bail on him that quick. Now we seen yeah. it with second round rookies. We seen, I mean, we we seen like, remember um, the Titans drafted Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh okay, we thought he yeah. was going in the first round, but this dude went like fourth, I want to say third or fourth yeah. round, and the very next year they drafted another quarterback in the second round. So uh, I understand from that point, but I don't think I think the coach going to try to do everything to make this guy win. Yeah, I mean, he, I know it's preseason. There's not a whole lot to take from that, but I mean, I saw some clips where he looked pretty. He looked pretty good, man. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Drunk says, "Take the chicken out the fridge too early. It's going to spoil." <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "On the flip side, CJ has zero pressure to succeed on the Texans this year. So playing him from day one wouldn't be bad." Yes, exactly. My yeah. point exactly, man. I think we we've, we've talked ourselves into thinking that the Texans might be competitive just because the division seems like it's wide open because nobody seems to be very good. But the Texans have been really bad the last few years, man. And if we're dedicated to moving forward with a new quarterback, new regime, new head coach, we got to take our lumps at some point, man. I'd rather just be like, okay, if this season is a wash, we'll we'll keep building on what we have that's positive, and hopefully CJ will know what – he can we'll see his potential at the very least yeah but we got to play him this year man we got to start him i don't know if he starts game one but he's got to start earlier than game 10 i feel <laughs> yeah so we'll see yeah i think um and and two i think we just want cj to be comfortable if he can look like he if it looked like he's not in over his head or struggling and in, in the mental type of way then i think that's a I think that's a win because mm-hmm. I think I think the Texans is gonna have a pretty good defense where I think it could potentially keep them in games. But um I don't know if CJ gonna have to like carry the team 
type thing, which is a good thing for a rookie. I don't think uh, you should put a rookie in a position where he have to put the team on his back in his first year like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's too much pressure on CJ like that. I think if we can see some flashes, if we can see something, then next year, you know what position they're going to attack. They're going to go right after the uh, – they're going to try to get the top, the best receiver. They're going to try to load them up with weapons, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, I think so, too. We'll see. Um, Drunk says, Trevor Lawrence could tear his ACL and Jags still winning the division. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Trevor Lawrence, too. I think he's very hot and very cold at times. Yeah, so, yeah um, man. I mentioned that, man. A lot of people, a lot of, a couple people pushed back on I ain't going to say everybody, but I feel like Trevor Lawrence look kind of funny in the light now, man. Because I mean, we, he has he has his moments where he looks really good, and he also has moments where he looks really bad, man. Yeah, because I don't know a lot. But see, the thing is, a lot of people every year, past couple years, I want to say this might be his third year, third year, third or fourth year. I can't remember, but it seemed like every year people were like, all right, Trevor Lawrence, franchise quarterback, he coming, he coming. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. He don't scare me. You know, it's a lot of quarterbacks that might scare me a little bit. Like a Justin Herbert, if Justin Herbert was in this division, that would scare me. If is a couple other quarterbacks that uh, that's pretty good was in this division, that would scare me. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, I feel like Trevor Lawrence could get got. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he scared me yet. Maybe he take that next step this year. Yeah, but he don't really scare me, man. <laughs> No, nah, I'm not there with him yet either, man. He he's had some moments where I'm look like, or I honestly thought he just wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> and next game he looked pretty good, so I'm like, okay, maybe. But I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, very very up in the air NFL season. It feels like, man. I don't think we have a. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a wild season, you know, as they usually are. So we'll see how things go, and make sure we keep it locked in on Sports Radio 610 in the loop and whatnot. Ten to two. And on weekdays, and they'll keep you up to date with all your Texans and NFL news and all that. So make sure you tap in <laughs> for the uh, vibes curated by Figgy Pig as well. Yeah. Um, Junk says Trevor Lawrence is definitely funny money, but I'm but I'm a division full of Riddlers. He looked like Batman. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't no other team got a real good court. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah, it's a, enough. it's a rough division. I think anybody, I think the division could be potentially up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, but I got you, but yeah, (laughs) he's definitely funny money to me. Ain't nobody really discussing, we ain't having that discussion yet, but I have it for you. I feel like he's a little funny money to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking like Monopoly money. I think we've, I think the, we'll know by this season, man. This is what, his third year now? Yeah, so, because he had I, Urban Meyer his first year. Yeah. Second year, I, I think uh I want to say second year, Doug Peters. Was it Doug Peters? Okay. I always get uh Frank Frank is it no, I think Doug Frank Peterson. Wright? No. Frank Wright or Doug Peterson. I think it was Doug. I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> I think it was Doug P- Peterson. Yeah, Doug yeah. Peterson. Um, so I think this year would be a second year with Doug Peterson. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, what am I looking at? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, we're, we're moving on. That's our NFL takes. Um, keep it locked in for uh, Texans playing on Saturday today or this week. So they playing with the Dolphins first preseason home game. So 
yada, 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 tap in and make your hot takes based off of two throws thrown by C.J. Stroud, okay? And y'all going to call him a bust or MVP <laughs> based on how he plays against uh, the reserves and backups. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, RIPs are in order this week as well. Unfortunately, we lost a a, a, a great rapper, man. Somebody who uh, is very entertaining, uh, not according to social media before this week, apparently. But uh, Melvin Barcliff, also known as Magoo of Timbaland and Magoo, sadly passed away at the age of 50 years old this uh, this past week, man. Very, very sad. Personally, for me, I was growing up. I was a fan of Timbaland and Magoo, man. I like Magoo. Um, of course, if you're a fan of this podcast, you know I took up the. We we both defended this man. We did a breakdown we, of this. Mainly, we, you did the breakdown. <laughs> 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 Let me look this up in case y'all want to hear it again, because uh, we I saw something that my sister sent that annoyed me because somebody said some Facebook hip hop group did like a poll of the worst rap verse ever. And they they said Magoo's verse on, I believe it was the, uh, what song was love this? You I gotta love look you this love love The Love to Love You remix yeah. was the worst ever. Yeah. So on episode number 206 of the Gems and Juice podcast at the almost two hour mark exactly, we defend Magoo against this slander, and I personally pick out five verses that I thought of off the top of my head that are worse than this Magoo verse. And uh, check that out. It might be taken down on Spotify and other streaming platforms because we play copyrighted music on it. This is before we started getting struck with this shit. It's yeah. also not on YouTube, but it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. So for sure, check out episode 206 of the Gym and Juice podcast. And I got to get two hour mark chest, man. to hear our breakdown going of to five end. verses that are way worse than Magoo's verse on the Love to Love You remix. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Magoo passed away, um, and there's been a lot of RPs and condolences from social media. You know, and I don't want to knock anybody who's sincere about their thoughts. Um, I don't want to knock anybody who was a fan of his growing up like I was. I enjoyed Magoo and Timbaland's music. Yeah. I thought they had some great songs, man. I grew up on it. Uh, but also, I have to mention that Magoo's been trending for all the wrong reasons the past five or so years. <laughs> a lot of people calling him the worst rapper ever. People saying he has the worst verses ever. And it's, it's kind of funny style seeing these... Uh, uh, the love go around after his passing. But yeah. Figgy, what are your thoughts on this, man? How how do you feel when you heard the news? And how do you feel about the uh the the turn of you know the, the reaction to his death? Yeah, I was sad, of course. I was sad that uh to see him pass. And I know he wasn't active. He was and I realize a lot of rappers don't really do this because it seemed like once a rapper, always a rapper. Mm -hmm. And, you know, him and Timberland was boys, so he could have easily been on Timberland's side all of this time. But it's a, I think I want to say he might have got into like real estate early on. He, he got into other stuff where he left hip hop alone. So, um, yeah, so that's why we didn't hear too much 
about him since then, outside of people trying to say he was the worst rapper and worst verse and all this other stuff. But growing up, I I, I loved Timberland and Magoo. Like, I just felt like for some reason, like, I ain't feel like they were the best rappers in the world or nothing like that. They weren't going to bar you up, but it seemed like they had that swag, that energy where that's, it, it had like a smooth type of energy where it just, whatever they were saying, it just sounded cool, man. Me listening, and I know I was younger, but listening to them, I I wasn't sitting there like, man, these these dudes can't rap. Or this Magoo dude, he cannot rap. So I was very confused, uh, and we had that conversation, what, two years ago? A, a couple years ago? But um, I was really confused on why people was just picking on him like that, man. I was wondering, like, did he did he come out of nowhere and say he's the best rapper of all time or something? And If that was the case, then people, I guess, have every right to pick somebody apart, but dude was just minding his business, <laughs> And somebody said that was the worst verse ever and all this other stuff. Look, I listened to that song and never felt like, damn, this was the worst verse I ever heard in my life. Though no, we still got we still got Silk uh Silk the Shocker, man. Mm-hmm. He got some rough verses. I just never felt like Magoo was a uh just an awful rapper or that verse was awful. But um uh, with that being said, man, rest in peace. I hate to hear people leaving us so early like this. I like, we just had our 50th um, hip-hop anniversary, and um, and I think he actually died on the 50th day, or or might have been the day after. But, um, yeah. yeah, man, it, it sucked. I, um, like I said, I grew up listening to them. Um, I thought that was a really good duo. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, man, that's a. I think me personally, I think that's a a a, a big loss because I was actually a fan of Timberland and Magoo. So, um, yeah, as far as people, all the fake love, man. And look, I usually don't do stuff like this because we see it all the time where somebody that's not that popular end up dying, and now they're you know everybody say, oh, rest in peace and all all this other stuff. I you you know I try to stay away from that type of stuff or um, even the rappers that die and people say oh y'all wasn't listening to them now and now y'all want to listen to them. I usually try to stay away from that, but this one I'm not staying away from. Now he like I said earlier, he was sitting there minding his business, doing what probably living a good life, and y'all want to write a whole article about the worst verse of all time and have his name right there. I I just didn't understand it. I think it's nasty that everybody trying to act like, oh, yeah, rest in peace to the legend and all this other stuff. Like Y'all wasn't saying that a year ago. <laughs> y'all was talking about how he was the worst rapper. And I, I, I just didn't understand that. Um, I don't think he was the worst rapper at all. I, I don't even know if I would put him in the top 10 of worst rappers or worst verses. And you named five of them um, that was worse. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't think he could bar you up. I don't think he's, you know, the best out of Virginia or something like that, lyrically. 
But I do felt like for his uh for his style and all that stuff, I felt like he he probably did better than a lot of people would have did <laughs> just with what he had, if that makes sense. I think um yeah, man, it's it sucked, man. Uh, gone too soon. I wish he would have did a little more music with Timberland. But um the stuff he did already was fire, man. So um salute to him, man. Uh rest in peace. Magoo. Definitely, man. And I don't want to confuse people because that might think I was doing that as a bit. Like I was like jokingly. I legit was a fan of Magoo, dog. I'm not ashamed to say it, man. Like there's only so many rappers who I really memorized their lyrics, but I know a lot of bars from Magoo, man. I know I'ma kill you all like OJ. Listen to the way my rap flow delay. His mama named him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. <laughs> like he he always made me laugh with his lyrics, man, because he never yeah. knew what the fuck he was gonna say in the bar. Yeah. And like sometimes he'd say some weird off the wall shit. He'd say like, "Oh, oh, I see a beetle cool out his only Ringo." <laughs> shit like that, man. Like some yeah. just random ass shit. You never knew what he was gonna rap about, but it always flowed on the beat and it sounded good, man. And to the fake love part, like, and this is what really annoys me about, you know, hip hop and online spaces and people jumping on trends. I feel like certain narratives take place, especially in the social media era, and people just act like everybody thinks that or everybody thought that. You know, I was in real time. Ain't nobody said Magoo was the worst rapper ever in <laughs> 1998, man. Yeah. I was there, okay? There was worse that year. And not even talking about all time at that point, man. Yeah. There was probably a worse rapper I saw or heard on the radio next after him, you know? So the, the thought that he was the worst rapper ever, I think somebody who was born in probably like 2003, like found out, oh, Timbaland made a, Timbaland had solo albums? Who yeah. do you do it with? Magoo. What kind of <laughs> name is Magoo? And he listened to this song and heard a funky flow. Bird, with some bird, weird bird, lyrics. bird, the word. Bird's the word. <laughs> and somebody went online and said, who the fuck is this? This must be the worst rapper ever. Yeah, And that kind of snowballed into everybody parroting it and saying, yeah, Magoo was trash. Magoo was the worst rapper ever. Magoo was, you know, because you have to remember, Timbaland was not, Timbaland was not always what Timbaland is now. Yeah. You know, at that point, Timbaland was just a cool producer who did a lot of dope tracks. Yeah, But that was also a time when Dr. Dre was active Primo was active. There was a lot of dope producers that were yeah, active. Neptunes. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. people that was super active, man. It was a Bad heavyweight class. Diddy and the Hitmen. A yeah. lot of people were producing dope shit. Mm -hmm. So now Timbaland is way more of a legend, but we didn't see him as a legend at the time. He was just yeah. another producer doing dope tracks. Yeah. So it's not like Magoo was unworthy of Timbaland beats, man. Yeah. And I think that's the thought that people look back who weren't around at that time and they say, how did this nigga get on Timbaland beats? Yeah. But it's not, at the time I remember, people thought Timbaland beats were weird as fuck back then, man. They yeah. were not loved like they are now. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, they were more R&B beats. 
Yeah. There are a lot of R&B beats, man. That that genuine beat, that pony. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a, that was a weird type of beat that you won't yeah. hear a rapper on. And so um yeah, Virginia had that weird sound overall. That whole little camp they, they were so weird and that's why I feel like Magoo is such a legend too because mm-hmm. you could hear some Magoo rubbed off on like Missy. Because yeah. we laugh, I mean, people laugh at the bird, 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 the birds, bird. we laugh at that, but Missy got some of those too, man. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> they they all they they strive off of that because if you listen to their lyrics, they ain't gonna bar you to death, they ain't gonna do all this stuff, but the way they say stuff is so creative and cool and memorable. And that's what Magoo was. He said a lot of stuff that was so memorable, just the the way how he say it, how he flip it, and the way it sound, you you'll be like, wow, like I remember that bar, but the bar might not be the the greatest bar of all time, but he made it. They made it sound so cool. A hundred percent, man. Like he he was a perfect partner for Timbaland, man. These off the wall beats and off the wall lyrics, they kind of went together hand in hand, man. So, no, he was worthy of being in that clique, um, and he was a worthy rapper. He was an entertaining rapper, which is the most important thing. You want to entertain people when you make music, and he was entertaining. So my general thought is just people need to – I wish people just had their own thoughts again. People just don't go. Because I've been guilty of thinking a rapper was nice just because everybody else thought he was nice. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people do that, man. There's people who, I, look, I, we talk about little Baby on his podcast a lot. I feel like a lot of his fan base is just people going with the flow. <laughs> yeah. I think he just has his reputation of being nice and people just go with it. And it yeah. also works in reverse where people say somebody is trash just because that's the narrative. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with Magoo here, man. But I don't think he deserved it. I, I think... It's really fucked up that people put that narrative out there, man. It really bothered me at the time, and it still does now. But it's just very annoying that that happened to me. Yeah, to no, I agree. And and to your point with little baby, I think a lot of people get fooled by how much product they put out too. Yeah. So all the songs he's on, all the features. Oh, he working. So, like, no, I don't care how much you put out, man. Like, you could put a whole bunch of trash out, man. So I think a lot of people be fooled by that, too. And plus, I think I think Magoo didn't get the benefit of the doubt, too, because he quit. He quit early. Yeah. He ain't stick around and do it long enough. He, I think he, I think they did, like, two albums. They did about two or three. I want to say, like, four. I know Under, under Construction, Under Construction 2. Let me see how many. Timbaland and Magoo. Yeah, uh, they got Welcome to Our World. That was 97. Yeah. Uh, 2001 was... uh, uh, So they dropped three albums. They dropped Welcome to Our World, Indecent Proposal, and Under Under Construction Part 2. So from 1997 to 2003, they made albums. Yeah. So um, that wasn't a long career, especially the way he quit, because it wasn't like a malice type of thing where he kind of come back mm-hmm. once in a while. This dude was gone, gone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so like you said, it could be somebody from 2003 
or not even two. I would say somebody from like who was probably born in two thousand, and just you know, once they got older to understand music, um, Timberland was like a legend. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, it's I think it's silly, man. I think people just. I think people just get bored. They see he he's out and going, so they probably assume that he was trashed, and that's why he you know he's not in rap anymore and didn't last that long. But uh, yeah, man, it was trash, man. That pe- pe- people saying that was trash. And the last I heard of Magoo, I know he had a feature on Timbaland's Shock Value album that came out in two thousand seven. I remember listening to that, and I like the fact that he put them on there. I like the fact that they are still going strong. But I think that's the last I ever heard of Magoo. Mm. So, um, yeah, short-lived rap career and unfortunately short-lived life. But uh, RP to that man, man. And, and next time you think of, like, spreading some shitty narrative about some guy who's minding his own business, like, look, I joke about Silk the Shocker, but... I'm not going to fucking say he... Well, okay, he was kind of a bad rapper. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that's going to work. I do I, I do respect the fact that this dude did... I think I think he went platinum. I think he went yeah, platinum. No, he with, did. Yeah, he did. No, he was actually a big star. I, mm-hmm. I just wasn't a fan of the way he rapped, man. It, yeah. That was a whole New Orleans thing, too. So that's a whole nother topic. But I just... I don't know, man. I just don't... I, I never listened to Magoo. It felt like, what the hell is this? What is, what yeah. am I listening to? Like, this dude is trash. And as a youngin', I heard some stuff where I just didn't like. And unfortunately, Silk the Shocker was one of them, where I'm just yeah. like, nah, I can't. Like, this dude is all off beat. I, it, I just wasn't feeling it. But listening to Magoo, he was always smooth with it, man. Yeah. He was smooth. He was clever. He was kind of like a, uh, without the singing and stuff, but kind of like a guy Missy yeah. with these little clever lines. And I, I feel like, you know, I don't know if it's fact or not, but I'm for sure she probably got it from him. She probably was influenced by him. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's good that they finally got the, uh, the streaming on uh, Timbaland and Magoo albums back. I think that happened like last year or the, I know it happened the year I put the uh, wait, did that happen in 2022? I can't remember. It might have been last year or the year before, but I'm glad they finally put the albums on on streaming services. So you could check for yourself, man. Y'all who who don't know who Magoo is or fell into the narrative that he was the worst rapper ever. Go back and listen to their debut album. Welcome to our world and tell me that. He's the worst rapper ever. Tell me he don't sound better than most of new rappers, man. Like, honestly, yeah. tell me with a straight face that fucking uh, uh, Cardi. I like Playboy Cardi. <laughs> but go listen and tell me Playboy Cardi is better than uh, Magoo. Yeah. Tell me that little Baby better than Magoo. Tell me Glorilla <laughs> better than Magoo. Tell me these whack-ass rappers who mumble on their shit are better than Magoo, man. You can't. Yeah. All right? I'm not falling for it. But anyway, uh, R.P. Melvin Barcliffe, a.k.a. Magoo, gone too soon, man. Another uh, important figure in hip-hop just gone too soon. Unfortunate. Um, yeah, very sad. Yeah. But anyway, um, a lot going on this week in hip-hop. Um, any, I don't think anything new released, but look, we, eh, whatever. Uh, yeah. we, we just going to scrap that until something big comes yeah. out, okay? Yeah, man. It's 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 so crazy because 
the music I listen to now is probably like 10% hip hop, man. I'm just over it, man. I was listening a little bit of hip hop on my way here. I was just listening to some um Detroit rappers, some uh RMC Mike, uh young I think it's young Rio, mm-hmm. the young OG Rio. I was just listening to a couple people like that, but uh when I tell you I'm finished, I'm just like, man, this is low-key depressing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel the same way, man. It's been a just kind of a weak year overall. So, it is yeah. what it is. Well, there was a single. Actually, we'll talk about that now. Fuck it, since it's new music <laughs> technically. Um, Kiki Palmer and Usher released a song called "Boyfriend." Uh, of course, as as people already probably know, it's a shot at her ex. Now, I guess they've officially broken up. Her baby daddy, who was upset over a video of. Uh, Kiki Palmer dressed suggestively and dancing and being serenaded by Usher. You know, of course, this 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 led to like a couple weeks worth of discourse on Twitter, gender wars and whatnot in full effect. <laughs> and she's done. Uh, she's basically done shows where she's basically talked shit about him and the whole situation. And now she's released a music video with Usher as like I guess the final nail in the coffin for this relationship. Um, I did not hear the song or watch the video because I feel like when it gets to this point, it's fucking corny, man. Yeah, I look, man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, man. I ain't want to go out there and say it like this, but she, she been the whole situation, man. She been coming off as corny. It's just been corny, man. Like, dog, I felt, I felt like what he did was enough to be corny. Yeah, and she ain't had to do anything. He dug his grave. But now I feel like she, I'm like, no wonder y'all was together. <laughs> because I feel like she corny too. She, like, the the t-shirts, uh, uh, I think she had some t-shirts made for a website right after the whole uh, baby daddy situation and all that stuff. And selling the t-shirts and all the little uh, subliminal posts and all that stuff. I'm just like, man, this, this is the one time I wish people would be more like Lori Harvey. It just don't mm-hmm. say nothing. Just be secret. Just don't, just move in silence. Because if she would have just moved in silence, man, he would have he would have went away eventually. And I feel like he ain't. I don't know. I feel like once he deleted his social media and all this stuff, I haven't heard a peep from dude. I just yeah. keep. I just keep hearing from her. So I'm like, man, she a little corny to me, man. I, kind of a turn off to be honest, because I thought she was cute. <laughs> she kind of it, it kind of turned me off a little bit. Yeah, like anytime it gets to a point where you try to monetize off of like a family or personal drama, yeah. it's corny to me, man. I thought it was corny when August Alcina did it, yeah, like when he made the song it. about entanglements and shit. Yeah, and I that was corny, but at least there wasn't a baby involved here. There, man. Yeah. I feel like this is, and it goes like you see the media coverage and everybody's on Kiki's side. Yeah, and it's like. This this goes to the whole thing of anything a man does is just wrong and everything a woman does is just right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in general. And it's like, I think both sides are were wrong and corny here, man. Okay? Yeah. I don't know the situation was. We talked about the whole thing with the Usher video. I don't want to go over that whole thing again. But the coverage and just the unadulterated applause for what Kiki's doing is some kind of symbolism for <laughs> feminism or whatever. Yeah, they lifted her up like a queen. Yes. 
<laughs> and it, it's really cheesy, man. It's like, I, I, it's just, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of everything a woman does that's anti-man is like a good thing. You know? Yeah. It's like, this is a dude who just had his life basically just fucked up now over a damn tweet, okay? Yes, he was wrong to make that tweet, but look, man, there's a baby involved, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, I'm sure. We didn't need to see it play out in public like this. Yeah. For a song with Usher, two washed-up acts just trying to get <laughs> relevant off the baby mama drama, basically. Yeah. Kind of, kind of silly, and, man. And I felt like Kiki had a little more going, man, because she was in some recent movies and stuff like that. I just felt like that was a little beneath her to sit here and do all of this. Like, like I know you said two washed up people. At least she's still kind of active a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would expect that if she, if nobody knew who she was at this point, like people forgot about her, and she, you know, pulling the August Alcina. And trying to, you know, capitalize off it because nobody uh, was paying attention to me. So let me, since everybody looking at me now, let me drop something. Like, I was expect that if that was the case. But I feel like she didn't even have to do that. So it was just, it was just so corny, man. It was corny from the beginning. But, yeah. but I felt like dude made it so corny. So I couldn't even... You know, I can't call her corny because the dude, what the dude did was super corny too. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But the dude, and I think he didn't delete all his social media and all that stuff. I haven't heard from him since. But why I keep hearing about her and keep bringing up the there, situation? There was a viral post that he was trying to divorce, like get alimony and get the house and all in full custody. But I didn't see any sources behind it, man. So I feel like somebody just made that up for engagement. You know, I think so. I think so. so I, I don't know if there's any truth behind that at all. You know, with, tw with Twitter fucking or X, with X paying people for engagement, you really can't trust nothing on that site no more, okay? Yeah. Word of warning for anybody who gets news from X, don't. Because yeah. people are lying for money, literally. Yeah. So don't, don't trust nothing you see without actual sources or journalists behind it, because it's probably not true. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. But um yeah, uh drunk says very tacky move by Usher. Yeah, I agree, man. I I I don't he didn't need to insert himself. It was, yeah, it was already bad enough that it happened, but I don't know. It, it it was tacky on all sides, but whatever. It's I guess they thirsty for that clout that came for a couple days and everybody already forgot about it now, so whatever. Yeah. Hope it was worth. I hope I hope they got whatever they wanted out of it, merch or whatever they were trying to sell cuz yeah, um, it it turned me off, man. It does. I was like, I ain't gonna sit here and say I was a huge fan of Kiki Palmer, but when whenever I see her, I'm like, damn, she she kind she cute. And then um, when she actually was with the dude and was pregnant and all that stuff, it, I found out it was just like a regular dude. Yeah, I had more respect for her because mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you don't really see people like that with regular dudes. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm more of a fan now. But I, I see why they were together, man. Both of them corn <laughs> come from a, a field of corn. Yeah, definitely. But it, it also goes to another thing, too, that I see with this generation that I don't really like applauded, where it's like at the first sign of disagreement, it's okay to just abandon the relationship and just give up on it. Yeah. 
you know, and I, I see this happening a lot in the dating scene and marriage and every aspect with friends. As soon as somebody inconveniences you or makes you mad, it's you, over. You stop talking to them, yep. And I don't know what their dynamic was. Maybe they have problems before this. I don't know. Yeah. But all we know is what we saw publicly. Mm-hmm. And to applaud her decision for breaking up or their decision to break up over a Twitter post, yeah. it's kind of silly, man. I feel like when you have, especially when you have a baby involved, you should at least attempt to make things work. Yeah. And I don't think it should be celebrated to that people broke up when they have a kid involved, man. I think you need both parents in the mm-hmm. best situation to raise a kid. And now it's kind of fucked up. So yeah, I don't, know. I don't like the mentality of just giving up as soon and, as you have a problem. And, and and the crazy part about it, he was just upset with how she dressed and, you know, was acting towards another celebrity. Yep. So that could have easily been a conversation and they could have squashed that and, and kept it going. But my theory is they probably had more going on. Yeah. And that was probably the final straw. It, I would be really disappointed if everything was all good. He did that post and that broke everything up. Yeah. I would be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I don't know. But just the fact that people are acting like that alone was enough reason for them to break up. Yeah. It's just silly me, man. Like, y'all can talk and work things out, but this generation doesn't want to do that. It's like, as soon as things get tough, people bounce. Yeah, I see the whole thing about, you know, any of your friends don't blah, blah. If your friend says something, it's okay to ghost them and shit like that. It's like, come on, man. Y'all, Yeah, nobody wants to work shit out or have tough discussions anymore. They just want to bounce as soon as they get inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drunk says, I got $20 that say Kiki come out and say she was getting abused before September <laughs> was over. Is over. I, I don't think she's going to do that, man. Because number one, I don't think Kiki is the type of person to even put up with that in the first place. You know, I know she spoke out against Trey Songs in the past, yeah. but he has like a, a reputation uh, yeah. at this point. I think so I, don't, I don't think Kiki, uh, I don't think she's going to come out. Unless, I don't think it's going to happen. Unless do somehow come out and say she was always cheating on me. Y'all see what I've been through. Da, 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 da. I can see her playing that card like, oh, yeah, he was mentally ab- uh, abusive towards me and my child. Mm-hmm. I can see her doing something like that. But I don't think dude going to come out and try to say something. I think yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say they moved on because they got a kid. So they can't just be. <laughs> moved on and not seeing each other at all. But it's saying like, I think I seen a post on TMZ or something saying that they, uh, I guess the dude said he pretty much moved on from that. (laughs) I guess in regards to the the new Usher video. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, what can he say? It kind of made me feel bad for the dude a little bit (laughs) because Look, man, he was wrong for making a post like that. Because I think that's corny for a dude to make a post like that. And he could have easily had a conversation. But that's all he did, man. <laughs> and now he's looking like the worst dude ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and people like vicariously living through Kiki, like, yeah, get him, get him. Show that man what he did was wrong. Like, damn. Like, yeah. He just, he, he was just a little upset that his, his girl was dancing. A little, I, I wouldn't even say freaky or nothing because it wasn't even that bad, but mm-hmm. doing a little something, something with Usher <laughs> and dressed a certain way. 
Like everybody got feelings, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it. it I, I kind of. I mean, I don't. I don't know what type of dude he is, so I don't know if I feel sorry for him. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate the fact that this all played out when there's a kid involved. That's all I got to say. I feel bad for the kid, man, because like the kid gonna look back and be like, "Yeah, what the fuck was going on, man?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, my parents never even gave it a shot. It seems like, but. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I know this was the new release part. I didn't hear the song. I didn't give a shit about the song. I just yeah. thought the discourse was interesting, but I didn't care listen to that song, man. I thought it was probably going to be stupid. I heard a clip and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that go. that's it for new releases, I guess. Yeah. Um. So now it's time for topics, man. A lot happened this week. I guess we can start out with the... Uh, um, one of the earliest things, the Michael Ower drama with um, the Blindside player, the guy who was featured in the movie Blindside, or at least uh, the biography was made about him, and his family, the uh, the white family who took him in as a poor black youth who was uh, getting abused on the street. <laughs> and they took him in, and Sandra Bullock, with her Texan accent, taught him how to be a good Offensive tackle or whatever. Was he a defensive player? I can't yeah, remember what he played. He's an offensive tackle, a left tackle yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the blind side, that's yeah. right. Protects his blind side. Ooh, like, blind side. This, 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 this remedial Negro, how to play football because he's too dumb to figure it out himself. So <laughs> I never saw the movie. I just thought, look, how does how do movies like this win awards, dog? Yeah, it look it always looks super corny to me. I, I saw the previews and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but everybody when that movie came out, everybody loved it. It seemed, yeah. uh, at least every white older woman. <laughs> 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 I'm sure uh, black adoptions went up, you know, yeah. after that movie was released. Yeah, and, I, I want to get to that in a little bit once we start talking about this too. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the drama has happened because um, uh, Michael Ower is filing suit against his uh, what we thought were his adoptive parents, but apparently are not. Uh, they did not legally adopt him. He just recently figured this out, I guess. And they actually signed him to a conservatorship. And uh, basically, the argument is that he never received funds from the book or movie that was made about his life. You know, and it, it, he made it sound like they were kind of preyed on him and took the money that he was owed. And since they were in a conservatorship, that they had that money alone and it never was distributed to him. You know, he had a pretty long NFL career. He made money through that. But I guess now that that's over, he's going through the record books and saying like, wait, some shit ain't lining up. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's uh he's filing suit and his parents, I think that his uh, adopt, I, I don't know, that they're not the people who took him in, I yeah. guess, have responded. It seems like he's they're going to end the conservatorship. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty ugly, man. They're saying that he got the money he was owed. Uh, so it's going to be some back and forth going on. But yeah, um, the main thing I was mad at is that I thought I had an original joke when this <laughs> when this thing came out, man. When I said that Sandra Bullock got to get back the uh, Academy Award she won, like the Reggie Bush Heisman. But apparently, everybody else had that joke too. Because uh, I saw everybody else post that shit. I'm like, fuck. So that was not my. I thought it was an original funny joke, but it was not. Yeah. But anyway, 
Uh, what are your thoughts about this, man? Uh, what do you think about this whole drama between Michael and his uh, uh, people who brought him in and thought he was his parents? Yeah, I think that part, that last part you just said was unfortunate because that's kind of like finding out, you know, the person you call dad for all your life, not your real dad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that can really hurt somebody. So I can see that kind of hurting him a little bit. Uh, once he found out, but I don't know. I, I guess my brain got the going once I heard more about this story and how um, we always look at women specific. Uh, I would say women. I ain't going to put everybody. I would just say women. I was going to say white women, but just women in general, how they try to find that next athlete in the making. Like, they might find somebody that's in high school or in college and try to, you know, get with them because they banking on them to make it big and they can be on their side type thing. I wonder if it's a whole dark world with rich white parents or just parent, uh, white parents in general just looking for somebody to kind of take in as their own, uh, spe specifically uh, uh, like a high-ranked athlete. <laughs> so let's say because a lot of athletes, man, they they come from poor places. They come from hoods. A lot of mm -hmm. times they can't afford stuff. And um, you know, from my experience, a lot of coaches and stuff like that will look out for them. They will pay for them to um get uniform or help them get into a good school so they can because they know they're good, but they just kind of looking out for them so they can get far. So I wonder, is it like a whole dark world of just white parents that's looking for people like that <laughs> so they can ride their coattail a little bit and uh, eventually get money out of it? But specifically with this one, because I'm not sure what happened to his original parents, I wonder if it was a thing where they made some type of deal where, um, not him and the parents, but made some type of deal where they act like he was adopted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just rode the uh, coattails, get all the money they could out of it. But he's really not adopted, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, because if you watch the movie The Blind Side, a lot of that stuff ain't really true. They, Of course, they put a lot of sauce to it. But he was one of the best offensive linemen coming out of high school, probably in the country or something. And... um. I want to say the parents were big fans of Ole Miss. So he just so happened to go to Ole Miss, like, just magically. No, they they got him into Ole Miss. You know what I mean? So they uh, whatever they did, they worked their magic and got him into Ole Miss. And um, so they, they knew about him. It wasn't just no random bit tall black dude that was a good kid and decided to take him in, and he just so happened to play uh, – football real good. I think they were really familiar with what he do. And so it was no problem for him to take uh, to take him in. So that's kind of like if, you know, if it was a really good basketball player that could be the next LeBron or something, and you run across him, you'll probably be like, hey, son, <laughs> I I'll help you out. <laughs> because you in the back of your mind, I hate, you know, you should be doing stuff for the right reason, but in the back of your mind, you like, man, he gonna make it big. I want to be by his side when he make it big. 
So I wonder if that was the case too, because like you've seen the same thing similar. Um, now nothing came out about this, but Jimmy Butler, who's from Tomball, like I think I, I heard a lot of stories about him having family trouble and stuff like that, where he had to stay with a friend and, you know, him playing basketball and all that stuff. And he actually stayed with a white family. And I think we probably seen the picture go viral not too long ago, of him hugging a white lady, pretty much saying this was like his mother. So I wonder, like, if that person, now that mother could have had a good heart, but I wonder, was that mother looking like, damn, he really good at basketball. Let me take him in with no problem <laughs> because I know I'm going to be good because I'm looking out for him and I know he's going to look out for me. So I wonder if it's a lot of that going on when it comes to, like, high school players and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure it goes on. I'm sure it spiked after that movie, man. I'm sure, like, like I don't know the statistics, but I'm sure, like, there was a spike in black adoptions to white families after that movie came out, man. Um, I think uh, white women really looked up to Sandra Bullock in that movie, and they wanted to be like her. And... Yeah, I, it's it's weird, man, because, uh, you know, you want to assume the best of people and their intentions. And there are some people who really need the adoption and to be in a better situation. You don't want to assume that that's just what immediately goes through people's minds. But I'm sure it happens. I'm 100% sure it happens. And uh, like I said, I didn't see this movie because it looked mad corny to me. But it was kind of controversial even when it came out, man. There was a race discussion about it immediately. They said they didn't like how he was portrayed in the movie. They didn't like the white savior whole deal yeah. of the movie about taking in a black man, a dumb black kid, and educating him. Even yeah. he had problems with the movie, man. He is basically, since the movie came out, he said he didn't like how they portrayed him. You know, he said that he knew about football before he, he went with them, and yeah. it wasn't like they taught him and educated him on everything. They, they showed him something for sure. They didn't teach him about the game of football, man. He yeah, knew that he was in. a good he was a good football player before he got to them. Exactly. But the movie made it seem like it was just this this dumb black <laughs> tall kid. Yeah, she had to go out on the field and show him how to protect the quarterback. Yeah, and it's like okay, man. You <laughs> 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 to get you in a offensive uh, in some kind of head coach room if you if you yeah. that good at coaching. Yeah, why don't you do it then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so see y'all in the comments, man. Drunk said them white people definitely finessed him, but didn't they own Taco Bell or something? The whole motivation behind the yeah, they apparently have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of factors it's, going on. Yeah. There, yeah. I, I very much doubt that they were like, this was their lottery ticket, you know, because yeah. they already had money. Um, so I don't know, man. They were super know. smart. They were super smart. So like, I think the whole thing of them taking him in was like a chess move. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, and I don't know their heart. I don't know what they're about, but this wasn't just like a regular Susie and, and Sam decided to take this kid in because he had nowhere to go. I felt like they they knew the chess move by taking him in, and they helped him succeed to the highest level, even by getting them in Ole Miss, one, which was one of their schools, I guess. So it was yeah. it was more of a chess move. I don't think it was a just a, a just-so-happened, let me take this person in because he's on the street or something. 
so yeah, I'm reading more about this as well. Um, apparently, the the family, the Tuoys, I don't know how you pronounce that name. It's weirdly spelled. The Tuoys have profited handsomely from the blind side. The film grossed more than $330 million. Um, and I guess the father said he did. they didn't make any money off the movie. Well, Michael Lewis gave us half his share. Everybody in the family got an equal share, including Michael. It was about $14,000 each. Or said he didn't receive what he was fairly owed. And another thing says that... Uh, let me see. According to Orr's petition, the conservatorship papers were filed by a lawyer with close personal ties to the Toy family. Um, it does one does wonder why conservatorship for a physically and mentally healthy adult was necessary in the first place. Yeah, he was eighteen when they signed a conservatorship. Mm. So, like, why did he have to sign that at eighteen years old? It seemed yeah. kind of shysty. Yeah. Um, and they asked why a court wouldn't ask more questions, especially when the power imbalance was so clear. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, very, very, very strange things going on here, man. The way it's spelled out, it does kind of seem like a finesse to me. Yeah. Um, HRW says, Orr was said to be too old for adoption and also has a book dropping. He already dropped a book in 2012. So if he wanted to go out to this shit, he had time, you know. I really don't think he really knew or... Look, he was playing the NFL until like what, 2016? Yeah. So I'm sure he was more focused on his NFL. I think he actually said this as well in the piece that dropped that this past week that he was more focused on his NFL career. He didn't really go through, I guess, the the record books to see if he was getting paid for this movie. You know, because yeah. he was already in the NFL making millions at that point. So I'm sure he was just focused on that. <laughs> Junk says. Angelina Jolie can put me in a conservatorship. Yeah, why does Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have like eight black kids from Africa, man? <laughs> What's, you can't tell me that they just want black kids, dog. The yeah. whitest actors you can think of. Same with Charlize Theron. She has yeah. like four black kids, man. I know she's South African, but it, 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 is it, it like I, a, I'm always disturbed when these white celebrities have like all black is kids. Is it like a fetish? I wonder if it's like some type of fetish. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on there, but it, I, 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 my mind goes to some dark places sometimes. Yeah. I feel like these Hollywood people be having d- crazy parties and shit, and I don't know what goes on, but yeah. all I know is uh, I, I, I know Charlie Theron got like at least one trans kid, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, man. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I don't know what's going on there, so... Um, HRW says, hey, coach, got any five-star blue chips that need a place to stay? Yeah, let me know. I know. I would take them in. <laughs> you got any 18-year-old kids need a place to stay? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real, man. <laughs> no, nah, for real. It, because it's crazy because you could tell how somebody feel about you if they was going through something and they say, hey, can I crash at your place? Or can I stay with you a couple months until I get on my feet? Yeah. We like, yeah, I don't know. Especially if you know the person and you know they ain't about to do nothing. You just like, nah. But if it's a somebody that might be the next Patrick Mahomes or something, you like, hey, you can have my bed <laughs> for all That's I care. Sure, man. Yeah, I know you're an athlete. You need some you need some good rest. So <laughs> I sleep on the couch. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, nah, for sure, man. Let <laughs> let me know who's uh who looks really good coming out of who. Let me look. Let me look at a uh, Mel Kuyper's draft board. Yeah. Let me let me let me see you on. Let me see who on U of H. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, let me go ahead and look at the uh the draft rankings, the early draft rankings. Um, drunk says Jeremy Mat Macklin, ex Eagles wide receiver, had a similar situation in my city. Allegedly, a coach adopted him in high school. Not sure the race of the coach, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear about that, but that's mm -hmm. interesting. Junk also said they have brought that Britney Spears parenting deal. Yeah, basically it seemed like it, but at yeah. least she was like, uh, clearly something was going yeah. on with her mentally. We kind of see it now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, definitely. Because it was no, a, I saw another conversation right there yeah, as well. Yeah, it like, was a whole bunch of free Britneys. Now it's yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> we kind of see why. And by the way, uh, she's going through a divorce news, too. Apparently, she's divorcing her husband, who she just married like this last year. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on there, man. Yeah. Junk uh, <laughs> says 14k ain't nothing until you ain't got 14k. I'm hoping he's he's I trying to he, get more. Yeah, I hope he's not broke. Yeah, because he made like upwards of 30 million dollars in the NFL, man. Yeah, that would be sad. I hope if he, he didn't run through all of that. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. People have done crazier things, so I have no idea. And he also <laughs> says, drunk says, I ain't raising no kids that ain't mine. I don't care if they ne the next Tiger Woods. <laughs> yes, you would, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you if you had somebody that was the next Serena Williams, you'd be like, hey, how much did the tennis practice cost? Yes. Let me get you in this country club. <laughs> 100%, man. Let, let's be realistic. Hey, here, you'll man. be looking like, uh, you'll, uh, what's Serena Williams' dad name? I forgot his name. Uh, oh, yeah. Will Smith played him. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, I forgot oh, his name. But you'll Robert, be, I think, or something Robert, like that. Is it Robert Williams or Robert something? His name is Richard Williams. That's Richard, right, Richard, Richard Williams. Williams. Yeah. Man, you'll be walking around looking like Richard Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With some Getting tennis in balls. Interviewer and, face. Yeah. <laughs> what you say about my daughter? What you say about my daughter? Hey, get ready to pull a strap out at the corner store, and kill somebody. <laughs> we had to think twice. That that's yeah. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but that's no, that, that scene was so freaking funny, man. He's sitting there, I guess. So long story short, it was some people in the hood that was beating him up. Beating beating this old guy up or something like that. So he um I I guess he saw him at a store or something like that. And he pulled out a gun like he was about to go do something, but didn't do it. <laughs> so I was just like, what is you doing, man? Like, why did y'all even have to put this in the damn movie? <laughs> Look, they had to make it exciting, okay? <laughs> they, had, they were gunning for an Oscar, which Will Smith got and then ruined. <laughs> um, Miguel, yeah, we, we said our shout-outs to B. Scott as well. If you're just joining us, uh, our brother Brandon Scott's going through it right now. His, his wife had passed away this past week, so make sure you send him his some condolences and love, man. Yeah, friend of the um, show and friend in real life, man. No, definitely, man. We're feeling for him and and definitely hurting for him as well. Um, hey, VV. Some guy just came in and said, "Hey, my name is VV. Hey, VV. Yeah, I you, are you real or are you a bot? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I was." I don't know. We had a guy named Purple Sonic who came in last podcast and said, hey, and then never anything else. So I have no idea. Are you guys bots or are you real? Whatever. Anyway, Junk also said, I'm starting a petition for Will Smith to stop doing biopics. I'm starting <laughs> a petition for him to get a better agent, period. Like, his yeah. movies just suck, man. Like, what was the last good Will Smith movie? I guess I didn't see the, the tennis Richard Williams movie. I didn't see that. I didn't like his accent in it. 
Yeah, okay. he be having the worst accents in the world, man. Remember yeah. he played that doctor or uh, concussion? Yeah, the African doctor. <laughs> the African, oh, God. Oh, my God. That was awful. Oh, God. But um, yeah. I don't know the last good, but I think we had this conversation, too. I watched Gemini, man, and I hated myself for watching that movie. Really? <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought it might be at least decent. That movie was terrible. Was he good was in so that? Stupid. Was he good in um, Suicide Squad? I didn't see the whole movie. I just saw clips, but I don't think the movie was good. I didn't think he was. Nah, probably not. Yeah, I think the I, other the, chick. The funniest movie, the, the funniest line that it became a meme in that movie was, you know how it's funny when people sit and title the movie in the movie? Yeah. He does that at one point. I guess somebody explains to him what the team is supposed to do. And he's like, oh, so well, we, we just some kind of a suicide squad then, huh? And so if you find out if you find that clip on YouTube, it's just everybody making jokes about that with other movies. <laughs> like, like Wolverine says, Oh well, we some kind of X-Men now, huh? <laughs> Iron Man says, Oh well, we some kind of Avengers now, huh? <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 I don't know what's going on with Will Smith, man. I don't know. But that 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 was a funny line that became a meme. So at least we yeah. have that. The <laughs> drunk says the last good Will Smith movie was the one where everybody was dead and he had a dog. That, that was a good first half of a movie, man. It was called uh what was it called? I know it was a remake of the Omega Man. What was that movie called again? I forget. It was called uh Fuck, what's that movie called? Some, uh, I Am Legend. That's yeah, right. I Am, I Legend, am Legend. Yeah. It was called I Am Legend uh, with Will Smith. Yeah, that was a good first half of movie, man. I didn't, I think the, I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending was kind of mid. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty decent movie at least, man. So, there was that. Yeah. <sighs> Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Y'all broke down McLean not wanting to interview Mike McDaniels. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've talked about John McLean enough in this podcast, man. This is yeah. really not a Houston Texans-based podcast. We talk about them a little bit, but I don't... I don't we I talked don't. about it on In the Loop. That was yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that's about, but I really just don't care. I, I to be honest, man. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> um oh, anyway man, you got me over here looking at these um will smith movies <laughs> i'm trying to see all he made so um yeah it's yeah so um I, that uh emancipation is the last one that yeah, dropped i movie. yeah i wasn't looking at that one king richard um life in a year i don't even remember that one I don't. I never heard of that. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> uh, Species in Disguise. I don't remember what that. What the one. hell is that? Yeah, uh, Gemini Man, the one you. you oh, love. it's Spies in Disguise. It's like a cartoon movie. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a show called Dads, which is a documentary. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Did you like Aladdin? No, I forgot about that. I forgot he was the genie in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Miguel says, "In the loop, my favorite show." I come here to vent to the boss producer Figgy. <laughs> Look, th- this is not in the loop time. Okay, we come here to unwind and relax, man. We ain't Figgy ain't in, in the loop mode here. He's in 
uh, everything else mode right now. Man. That's five days. You got five days a week to vent to Figgy about in the loop, okay? Let's talk about something else for a change. Here. Let, let's switch it up a little bit. We're talking about Will Smith terrible movies, okay? Yeah. All right, 2017, he had a movie called Bright. Um, 20... That was straight to Netflix. I remember that. I didn't see it, but I remember yeah. it was made. I actually seen that. Um, It was a little weird. It was a little weird, but... um. Yeah, I never went back to it. Yeah, uh, cla- uh, Collateral Beauty. I definitely didn't see that. This looked like a... Um... That movie sucked. Yeah. I... Uh, that I saw that randomly. I think... I can't remember the... Oh, that movie was stupid. I think I saw it at like a hotel. It was just on the TV. So I just watched it. That movie was awful, man. It was like yeah. one of those fake, pretentious Oscar bait movies. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like movie, it. man. Yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that was a bad one. He was thirsty for the Oscar at this point in his career, man. He was he, super thirsty for it. Yeah, that same year he dropped uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, 2015, he had Concussion. And then he had the show. Fo- Remember that uh, comedy? Focus with Margot Robbie that everybody yes. joked that he was smashing her on his side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was 2015. It's, I thought it was longer than that. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a uh, yeah. I thought it was later. Than, uh, or, yeah, I thought it was like more recent. Yeah, um, Annie. <laughs> oh no, uh, why do you got Annie on here? Uh, it's I'm on Wikipedia, so they. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I see Annie, but I thought that was that, Jamie. That Fox. was Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Did somebody that's confuse a, that's him? That's a race. That's a race car, Miguel. <laughs> it, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith was not in this movie. No, he wasn't. I'm looking at the the, uh, cover art, the uh, the, the title. Jay-Z and Will Smith were producers. Oh, okay. But I I guess, That's not worth putting on here on his body of work. They were supposed to produce it. Wait, because Willow Smith was supposed to play the lead at this point. But I guess she did. I don't know if they still produced it or not, but. Yeah, yeah, somebody, I, somebody, fuck with this I think man. They, yeah, he was not in that movie. Yeah. Now I'm so looking at, funny. I'm looking at all this shit now. Did uh, a Winner's Tale? Maybe he produced. Oh, he had a cameo in that. Yeah, he was that the mind. devil. Okay. Yeah, Anchorman too. He was a yeah. He was a cameo. He was a I forget who he was. One of them cameo reporters from a different station at the yeah, end. Okay. During that big fight, I yeah, remember that. Yeah. Hey, look, we naming all these movies. We name a good one. <laughs> Look, we're in 2012 now with Men in Black 3. We done, we done 10 years in the past now, and we yep. ain't seen one good movie, man. Yep, Men in Black 3. Uh, what I didn't even see that. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, Seven Pounds. I, I remember everybody's talking about Seven Pounds. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't really That movie it. sucked, man. I okay. saw it. It was bad. Okay. It was another pretentious Oscar bait type of movie. Yeah, it, it, I can it, see it, that. This was around the time he did Han- uh, Hank. Uh, well, Hancock was a superhero. Yeah, movie, but this was around I Am Legend. <laughs> that was that was uh, 2007, 2006 with Pursuit of Happiness. So um, yeah, this was around that time he got Pursuit of Happiness. So he was on his Oscar. Roll- yeah, rollout. Now that was a good stuff. movie. I like that. movie. Yeah, that was. I don't know movie. if it's aged well. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm not gonna go back to it, but I liked it when it came out. Yeah, nah, it was good. It was good. Um, this the Will Smith. I ain't like the Hitch. <laughs> Remember Hitch? Yeah, I never saw that him, whole movie. Him and Kevin James. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, man. We in two thousand five now, man. So I guess his prime was uh, Pursue the Happiness. 
<laughs> around I am that legend, time. I guess, and people yeah, like that at I, least. Yeah, I know he had um uh Ali. I don't even, oh yeah, Ali was two thousand one. Yeah, that was early on, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like low, low key, his filmography is not very good, period, man. Yeah. Like even his best movies are just kind of like good in the cheesy nineties yeah, type of way. Yeah, for sure. The pat the last 10 to 15 years was awful. Yeah. Uh, Miguel said, y'all seen Wild Wild West? Yes, I saw that trash when it came out. The Wild Wild and West. Funny, <laughs> funny story about that movie. Will Smith was supposed to be the lead role in The Matrix. He turned that down for Wild Wild he West. turned it down for Wild Wild West. That tells you all you need to know about his film picking ability, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying if I was a, a actor as big as Will Smith, that I would immediately think that The Matrix is going to be a great movie that's going to, you know, make millions and do all this stuff. But I definitely wouldn't take Wild Wild West over it. <laughs> yeah. And see, it, it, it kind of show you what type of person uh, he was more interested in because The Matrix, it's not like a sexy type of plain cut and dry storyline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's uh, like, I feel like The Matrix is a little more complicated. So if you pick that one, you was going to do you was you was going to be a legend no matter what if you played good in that movie, in my yeah. opinion, because it wasn't just like a oh we on a train back in the wild wild west days and I can say some funny jokes right here and there and get the beautiful lady and all this other stuff and you know kick people ass. And the Matrix was a little more difficult, so I felt like it take a special person to just jump on the Matrix like that. So it probably yeah. wouldn't even been that good. The Matrix was like, even though it was a major company behind it, it was Warner Brothers, I think, but it had two directors who hadn't done anything like that before, man. And it was very ambitious. And that type of role can only go to somebody who's willing to take a risk. With yes. Will Smith yes. was not at that point. I guess he saw Wild Wild West and was attached to it. Like, I can make a song out of this bullshit. I can, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, There's they a probably big budget behind yeah, it, and he yeah. thought it was gonna be an automatic hit. They probably gave him more money into it too, like yeah. uh, like you're gonna be the star, you're gonna be the one with the lovely ladies in the movie, you're gonna be kicking everybody ass, and the theme song is gonna is gonna be by you. Yeah. So this is all. This is pretty much your movie right here. You're gonna be the face of this movie. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it, it, they produced it on a 170 million dollar budget. It was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time when adjusting for inflation, by the way. So Wild Wild West was? Yeah, and it Damn. flopped. I didn't know that. So Damn. yeah, that's that's how he um HRW says I robot. I didn't like iRobot. Drunk says I actually like Bright. I didn't see Bright. It it feels like look, I feel like we rate. We talked about this before on the podcast. I feel like we rate free streaming movies differently. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm sure Bright is good if you're just on Netflix and bored. Yeah. If like you went I, to a theater and saw Bright, you'd be like, that kind of sucked, probably. Yeah. Because I watched it on Netflix and um, I watched the whole thing and got into it. It was cool, but it wasn't something where I'd be like, hey, so and so, you got to watch this movie. It's really good. Yeah. Like, it take a lot for me to recommend you. Like, if I get on this podcast and say, Rocket, you got to watch this movie. It's good. I think mm-hmm. you'll like it. That means I like it. 
But if I tell you I seen that movie and I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> and I tell you, you you can watch it if you want to, but I'm you ain't hearing it from me because you're gonna come back to me if it's trash. And I don't want that. So it wasn't one of those movies. It was cool. I sat through it. Some movies you just can't sit through. Some movies you yeah. just cut off. But that one it's- I actually watched. Yeah, I, I, I meant to watch it, but I just never got around to it. So uh, I don't know. It looked, it, it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. It, it, I think it was one of the first big straight to streaming movies ever made, by the way. It was. Um, that's when Netflix was still kind of new as far yeah. as streaming. So, yeah, because that was one of the first, first ones he was a part of. And then you had the Gemini and all that stuff. I think, was Gemini straight to, um, Streaming? Gemini Man was in the theaters. It was in the theaters? It went to theaters, yeah. It flopped, but it went to theaters. Uh. Um, HOW said, iRobot. iRobot was wasn't really good, man. I saw that when it came (laughs) out. It was was mid. (laughs) Miguel asked, what was Seven Pounds about? You really can't explain a movie about without getting spoilers, but fuck it. You probably ain't gonna watch it. (laughs) Seven Pounds was about Will Smith. Basically, it gives away the ending, but He's looking for people to give his organs to because he's living with guilt because he got in a car accident and killed like a bunch of people. So he wants to commit suicide, but he wants to make sure when he donates his organs, he gives them to good people. So the movie's about him going to different people that he's going to give his organs to and like making sure they're good and deserve it, basically. (laughs) So... I don't know. It, it, it's a depressing-ass movie. I don't know if you really want to watch it or waste time with it. It, it was just... Uh, it, you could tell he was thirsty for the Oscar at that point, man. <laughs> a drunk says, the quickness with what with which Rocket said, seven pounds sucked. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, it was bad, man. Uh, now, the Bad Boys franchise was good, man. We give him a, his props yeah. for that. The Bad Boys franchise, directed by Michael Bay, I didn't see the third one because I didn't want to see them all out of shape and old. Yeah, but one that, and two are that, classic, especially yeah. two. Bad Boys 2 is an action classic. Yeah, three was actually pretty good, too. It was rough looking at Martin, though, man. Martin, he was, it looked like he, you could tell he was out of shape. He was a little bigger. Will Smith was still Will Smith, but, yeah, Martin didn't look too good, man. <laughs> this Because yeah. remember, the first one was like, Martin, they were young, man. You, you look at them; they were super young in, in, mm-hmm. in the first one. But this one, you could tell, like they got that fat, uh, especially Martin got that fat yeah. face. And I was just like, man, nah, this is rough, man. It, it it actually might be all right if Martin don't even do any action scenes. Yeah, was, no, hundred percent. I feel just, like, yeah, I don't know what kind of medical thing he got going on. That looked like that alcohol bloat you get when you just drink a lot and you older. Yeah. But I feel like he could have tried to get in a little bit better shape, man, if it was yeah. possible for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel said, what about John Q? Now, we got to hit you with a damn race card there, man, because <laughs> Will yeah. Smith was not in John Q. That was Denzel Washington. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I don't know how you confuse the two. One is a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you confuse... Will Smith and Denzel Washington, man. Anybody who tries to have that debate, that's one of them goofy barbershop type debates. Yeah. Who's a better actor, Denzel or Will Smith? Yeah. Now, I wouldn't even not even entertain that bullshit. Yeah. Man. Come not, on. Now, yeah. Dog. What happened to um what the fuck is uh Michael B. Jordan now? Remember somebody <laughs> tried to compare Michael B. They they trying to say he's um he's on the Denzel run. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Like, where is uh, where is he at now? Dog. <laughs> here the to get, here Harvey today, thing ruined yeah, him, it yeah. seems. Here today, gone tomorrow, man. Yeah, I think <laughs> after Creed 3, people started seeing, yeah, this dude ain't the next Denzel, man. Yeah. He, he ain't going to take it that far. <laughs> um, Drunk says, Will Smith not being in the Matrix shows that God does not exist. <laughs> it just show, Look, the movie was great without him. Yeah, Honestly, was, I feel like was, Will Smith would have done more bad than good in the Matrix. I think Let's so, too. Real. Yeah, and during that time, too, because when did the Matrix come? That, that 1999. came... 1999. 1999, yeah. Will Smith was on kind of his funny type stuff. Mm-hmm. He was kind of being goofy. He... Because he didn't even this one this was before Ali. Ali is when he actually got a little serious. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it, it just wouldn't have looked right with Will Smith and he would have been he would have been tempted to be like a was, jokey type of dude. Can you yes. imagine when oh Lawrence Kisburn's trying to teach him about the matrix and he, and he jumps over the building? <laughs> you know Will Smith would have like a one liner there. Yes. He'd be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> How you jump that high? It, it'd do something stupid like, hey, don't you ever touch a black man so-and-so like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not at that point ready hey, for a role like hey, that. Hey, I'm man. from the hood. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> he had to do something stupid like that. You trying to say I know karate now? <laughs> I know crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been awful in The Matrix, man. Let's be real. He would have been awful. Yeah, I don't think he was ready to be in that type of role, and I don't think people would have accepted him if he played it straight. You yeah, know? I don't think Keanu Reeves is a great actor, but he's good for what he chooses. Yeah, he's good in John Wick, and he was great in The Matrix. Yes, and I, I and the one thing I like about him, he kind of stick to what he he's he know what it is. Yeah, like he ain't sitting here trying to prove himself by playing a uh, in a love story or <laughs> let me try to do a biopic or something and. Nah, he, know he knows what it his is. Range. Yes, he's just like the uh, old boy in Taken. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, but OG, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Man, he one of my favorite actors just off the strength of him knowing his lane. Yeah, he know what it is. I'm. He like I'm gonna just juice this up. I'm gonna make another Taken, but this one gonna be in Australia. <laughs> I'm gonna make another Taken. <laughs> this one gonna be in New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this other Taken. This gonna be in Alaska. It's gonna be the same storyline, but just a different setting, man. I I respect that. <laughs> yeah, he he knows his range, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miguel said, "Y'all seen Emancipation? It was pretty good. I didn't see it, man. Honestly, I'm I'm tired of slave movies at this point. I think we've yeah. had enough. It might be a good movie. Maybe I'll check it one day. But when I saw I, I Will Smith got, playing yeah. a slave, I was like, hey. I think at this point because this movie came out after the whole slap thing. Yeah. At this point, I was just tired of Will Smith. <laughs> so I didn't even give it a chance. Yeah, it was a bad timing for it as well. Choice uh, said, y'all mentioned I Am Legend. Um, we did. Yeah. I thought it was a good first half of a movie, man. I was invested to the first half of that. About the first hour or so, I really liked it. But towards the end, I didn't really like it that much, man. And I don't really go back to it. Though. Speaking of which, they're supposed to make a sequel to I Am Legend with Michael B. Jordan. And Will oh, Smith's I heard. Movie. I heard about that. Remember that? Yeah. They, Maybe the slap and the writer's strike has delayed it indefinitely. Hopefully. Yeah. But I heard about that, and I was like, "How?" <laughs> yeah, because then he die or somebody died, right? I used to see the movie. I don't know. There was. He didn't die. There was an alternate ending where he died. Wait, did he die? 
I can't even remember. I, I don't think I don't think he died. Okay, I, don't think he I, died. I just there was a different ending where he died, but they didn't go with that ending. Okay, because I just remember somebody saying, "How is they making another one?" With how it um, ended in the original one. Wait, no, I think he. Wait, did he? Okay, I, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> um. No, I don't. I don't think he died. Yeah. No, he did die. Yeah, he did die. Yeah, that's right. He did die in the movie. So I don't okay. know how they would make a Be- sequel. They, yeah, because yeah. they had a uh, they had one ending that was in, in the actual movie, and then the alternate ending. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. But he did die in the theatrical ending. So I don't know how how that would work out. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, somehow he was going to be in the sequel twenty years later, <laughs> and he was gonna. Be there with Michael B. Jordan. Maybe they would like de-age him, and it would be like a a, a hologram recording or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But yeah, that movie don't need a sequel, man. It was already kind of <laughs> mid as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, apparently he did die at the end. But they were supposed to make a sequel with Michael B. Jordan, and <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Will Smith. Uh, I think his filmography has left a lot to be desired, especially lately. Um. So we'll see. I know the fourth Bad Boys movie was postponed because of the writer's strike. So hopefully that gets, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, are you going to see that um, that Denzel movie? I think it's part three. What was the name of that? The Equalizer? Is yeah. It, is it Equalizer 3? I didn't even see part two. I think I saw one a while back when it came out. Man, that shit but. all looked the same, man. It because does. they Because... They be, you know, they be hopping on FX once in a while. And, you know, if a movie like that on, you just keep it on the channel and watch it. Like, I don't know if I was watching one, two, or three. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of that shit looked the same, man. And I was wondering yeah. if, I was wondering, because you know they got the TV show with Queen yeah. Latifah. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if they go have, like, Queen Latifah make an appearance on the movie or something. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> but here's the thing, man, that we got to accept. There comes a time when you're too old to do action movies, man. And Denzel is now 68 years old. I don't want to see him dodging explosions and shooting guns and running and beating people up no more. Yeah, stabbing somebody. He's like a 70-year-old man. Him and Sam Jackson need to sit down, dog, okay? (laughs) Y'all a little too old for this action hero stuff. And I don't like the trend. It's not even just them. It's everybody. Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Liam Neeson, we talked about earlier. Yeah. They all got to sit down, man. <laughs> and that's the one depressing thing about movies, because I'm a huge action movie fan, even the cheesy, dumb ones. Yeah, there was never like a new generation of action stars to take the to take the baton from, like Sylvester Stallone and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Denzel. There was never like a next generation action star, really. It's like the rap game. Like yeah. the same people we've been talking about 10, 15 years ago is the same people that's pretty much on top. Exactly. <laughs> the, the only person who came up is The Rock, but The Rock's movies suck. So yeah. I don't even think he deserves, deserves to be in the same conversation as Arnold and Sylvester. Yeah, he's not a good actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he don't really there, have there was never movie. like a next generation of action stars, which is pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyway, that's a long tangent. I think yeah. we're talking about Michael Orr and went on with Will Smith and a whole. <laughs> yeah, <it moves laughs> I don't even know how we got there, man. 
that was a pretty deep rabbit hole. Yeah. But um, what else is going on this week, man? We'll talk about other things. Oh, yeah, James Harden. We got to talk about the James Harden drama. <laughs> talk about James Harden and the 76ers apparently on, on the outs. You know, the 76ers announced basically that, or I guess it was reported, that they are no longer trying to trade James Harden and they're going to bring him into camp and play him for the season, basically. Yeah. And now, after this was reported, uh, James Harden went to China, his favorite country. <laughs> and he, uh, apparently he was selling like a new wine or something there. And he kind of publicly shit on Daryl Moore. Now, I was on Twitter. Actually, I wake up early now. I wake up around like five. And okay. I was actually on Twitter when this first came out. And I, everybody thought it was fake. That's how crazy it sounded. Everybody thought it was AI. Nobody thought it was real. <laughs> but in the video, which I'm sure you've all probably seen by now, he says, uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, <laughs> and I will not be part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say let, that again. Let me say that again. <laughs> let me say that again. Daryl Morey <laughs> is a liar. I said. And I will, not, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be part of an organization that he's a part of. You had to say it twice, and everybody cheered because they hate Daryl Morey in China. Remember that they yeah. hate Daryl Morey. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> uh, this has kind of gone through. You know, of course, we have another case of James Harden trying to quit on a team and leave and force his way out. You know, uh, and it's funny in a light how people wanted James Harden back, and now they're starting to look at him in a more truthful manner. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts about this? Were you surprised that James Harden made these comments publicly? How do you feel about it, Figgy? Um, I wasn't surprised, to be honest, man. I was surprised the Sixers came out and said, nope, we ain't trading them. Yep, we expect them to be back in camp. This is his way, because he did this before, man. Like, we joke around with the fat suit and all that stuff, but he really did that, man. He he really did that, and I don't know if you've seen the quote from um, uh, old Rockets head coach um, Kevin McHale. Yeah, he pretty much said that. Um, I guess when um, I guess James was mad that he benched him in the um, playoff game in the fourth quarter, and so that next season he came to camp fat, mm -hmm. and um, that was the same season Kevin McHale got fired in the uh, with uh, after the first ten games. Yeah. And then after that, he slimmed on down. <laughs> so I think I think James Harden do stuff like this. He he do whatever he can to try to get his way. And um like and to his point, he did take a pay cut mm -hmm. for the Sixers to to get better and all that stuff. So I don't know what he was looking for. I don't know if he's just looking for this big max contract again. And the Sixers said, nah. <laughs> We, we good. We you gotta play this out. So I don't know. And so he decided that he want to get traded, and they still said nah. But I think it's gonna get a little worse, man. I think he gonna just keep talking. He gonna make it. I think his words. I think this might be a quote. And, um, he said he gonna make it uncomfortable. <laughs> he gonna you know it's time to get uncomfortable now. I think he actually said that. But I think he's really gonna make it uncomfortable. To the point where I don't know if they just gonna have to um like tell him stay away from the team or what. But looking at the Sixers, man, they did this before. They did that with Ben Simmons, man. 
They sat there, you know, he he did he did everything he could to get out get off of that team. And they kept him away from the team until they found the trade they wanted for. They they ain't just give him up for nothing. They, funny is they got him for James Harden, but mm-hmm. they I, I feel like the Sixers will let him sit before they just give him what he wants. And unless they get something good out of it. I I don't know. It, it's gonna get ugly, man. But this ain't surprising coming from James Harden at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is what he does, man. This is what he does, and um, you just gotta. This my question is this, man. Like, what team would take James Harden at this point that can compete? You know, because I'm sure you don't want to go to like a team that's ass. So, what competing team would actually? bring in a James Harden. And I think he he's kind of ruined his reputation in the league, man. And that's re- the yeah. real issue with trading him right now. Because I'm sure what they, you know, they're, of course, he's still a great player, man. They want equal compensation for his skill set. Yeah. But what team's willing to give up that much for a player like James Harden, who you know, as soon as the shit gets rough, he's going to force his way out again. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. They, I feel like teams would take him, but they're not trying to give up a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And, and and plus, he's on a one-year deal. He got one year left on his contract, I think. And he's looking for a big payday again. And my personal opinion, I don't think he's worth that. He This ain't MVP James Harden back in, uh, what, I think it was 2016, 2015, 2016, somewhere around there where he was... He probably should have won two MVPs, but he won one of them. Yeah. This ain't that James Harden, man. So I, I'm not paying him that. And I'm definitely not giving up a haul to get him. So um, I don't know. And, and look, I know uh, you're not the biggest LeBron fan, but this is why I kind of respect LeBron a little bit because at least this, at least this dude play out his damn contract. Mm-hmm. Like he he go around, you know. It's sometimes he pout and all his other stuff, but he will play out his contract and he will dip, <laughs> and he got the cards in his hand. So uh, that's one thing. I'm glad he wasn't the type of person that's like requesting a trade or I'm not playing with them anymore. Send me to this team. Send me to that team. He ain't doing that. He ain't doing what Kevin Durant doing. He ain't doing what uh, James Harden doing. This dude play out his contract and dip. I, I I wish more people just just play out the contract at this point, man. Like I don't know if it's just the thing where they know they could get paid and get traded to wherever they want to go. Yeah. If they just using that, but man, I I wish people just fr- freaking play out their contract and then just sign wherever they want to sign. Type. Them days yeah. are over, man. Because yeah. players have been rewarded for quitting. Exactly. So they're gonna keep quitting, man. Yep. It, it, the the it, this is the this you talk about back in the day, man. Them days is over. <laughs> Remember <laughs> back in the days, man. Them days are over. I need to get that drop too. <laughs> Let me write that yeah, down. Man, this is the this is the new normal for the NBA, especially as far as superstars are confirmed, man, or are concerned. Like if they want to leave, they'll leave. If they don't want to play, they won't play. And it's just it's gonna be awkward and it's just they every time they get rewarded though. So it's gonna keep happening, man. 
Um, Miguel asks, are y'all going to be at the game tomorrow, the Texans game? Figgy will be there. Yeah. I will not be, but I will be working the game. Yeah. So you can catch Figgy on the live. Yeah, and if you're listening on Sports Radio 610, you can hear Mark Vandermeer saying, Ryan Rocket yeah. in control. <laughs> in a control room. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll say Ryan Rocket with a little spice on it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be working the game for sure, man. Um, HRW says, trade James for straight up for Dane. The only... Pro- the, the only pro- First, I think that's a rough trade for uh, Portland. First of all, second, I don't think James want to go to Portland, and I don't think Dane want to go to Philly. <laughs> and cl- uh, clearly, Dane want to go to Miami. Yeah, and um, I think uh, I think James Harden got a list of teams he would like to go to, but mm-hmm. I think he really want to go to LA. He want to go to the Clippers. So, yeah, that, he, and, and see, he's that's, not going to go to Portland. See, if, if he went, he wouldn't stay there, man. Yeah, so why would they give up Dane for that? And see, that's the issue, man. Like, you can't even do a trade like that because some, you know, in, uh, in football or something like that, you could get a player and they will play it out, but that's it, man. Here, man, you can't even entertain a trade like that because them players ain't going to play. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, nope, I ain't going, I ain't even flying there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look stupid, so you can't even attempt to make a trade like that. Yeah. And apparently, um, Philadelphia is going to be in back in rebuild mode because apparently Joel Embiid wants to leave as well. So yeah, they're going to have to blow that up. About him. They're back to the process, man. The process man. begins again. Man. And they, got the the, and they got the wrong GM for that. Because I know. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Morey, we know more than anybody. That dude do not rebuild. <laughs> he do not rebuild at all and that's why the Rockets are where they are now <laughs> yeah it's not gonna happen man uh, Sam Hinkie ain't run, walking through that door okay <laughs> this ain't the process part two yeah. so uh, uh, yeah there's Miguel mentions it there's been rumors about um, where Joel might go and people have mentioned the Rockets because Ime Udoka is here as well they got a relationship they like each other people want to know if he was at Joel his wedding, Embiid right? Consider. What's that? He was at his wedding. He was at uh, Joel Embiid's wedding, right? I didn't know I that, but so. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're close. So, yeah. yeah, apparently there are rumors that maybe they would want to hook up. Now, I first off, the fan base pisses me off when it comes to things like this. No, man. I don't want Embiid. We can't y'all give up Shagun. Y'all was <laughs> on y'all knees begging for James Harden, okay? Y'all was on your knees begging no deal <laughs> I, I ain't giving up shingoon <laughs> you y'all can, you can... wanted james harden <laughs> quitting ass back on the squad that's how thirsty y'all were <laughs> but now you got the reigning mvp who wants to come now he did not deserve that mvp actually still an mvp technically he is the mvp and he's still a great player he's younger as well you telling me y'all don't want Joel Embiid, but y'all wanted James Harden back? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. Now, number one, James uh, Joel Embiid ain't coming here. It makes no sense for him. The team mm. is just too shitty. And basically, if he did come here, I feel like they would have to give up everything as far as this rebuild goes yeah. and try to get veterans. It would be yeah. really sloppy and not good. 
Yeah, they got. So it up. makes no sense for him to come to the Rockets, man. Yeah, it will be. It, they will have to give up, of course, Shagoon, which everybody here like. Yeah, probably a couple more young players and draft picks. Probably a boatload of draft picks. <laughs> they would. They would immediately go into win now mode yes. with Joel Embiid, and yes. now, they're not built for that and, right now. Yeah, that don't even make sense. Yeah, and I've never heard of a MVP going to the worst team in the league. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right after the the season ended, yeah. so I, that's not happening. But I, look, y'all, I want I would like y'all to be a little thirstier about it. Okay, I, y- y'all are crazy talking about oh he can't win. What the fuck? What do we want with James Harden? And y'all wanted that nigga back. Y'all yeah. don't want Joel. That's the y'all, one. I mean, this this hey. fan base is insane, man. That, I don't get it, dog. That's the one thing I hate when people say when. They um you hear about the player and they just be like, what have he won? <laughs> like nigga, what 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 we won? <laughs> what did we win? Yes. What did anybody on this team win? <laughs> so I don't want to hear. Like if that's the case, just get anybody off the Warriors at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they get, won. Bring in Andre Iguodala. Yeah, about bring in Sean Livingston. <laughs> 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 bring in all those scrubs that's on the end of the bench. Yeah, man. Like, I don't want to hear no, oh, he can't win. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, all right. I, I don't I don't get so it. So he'll fit I perfect don't... on this damn team then if he can't win. <laughs> yes. Look, you would you would take us at least as far as James Harden did, okay? So I I don't want to hear this shit, man. Like I don't understand the mentality of I want James Harden back, but I don't want Joel Embiid here. I don't get that. But whatever. I don't understand fan base Twitter. I don't understand Rockets Twitter, Texans Twitter. I don't get y'all, man. Y'all just fly. Y'all emotions change with the wind, man. I don't know what y'all <laughs> thinking sometimes, but that annoyed me how everybody was against that. I'm like, are y'all yeah. on crack? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a Joel Embiid fan, man. I don't yeah. love him, yeah. but I would love him on the team. Yeah. I think like he's good and I think he's entertaining too, man. It bring a little entertainment to the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently he's uh, not good enough for the Rockets. This Rockets team now is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, apparently he's just not good enough for the Rockets. Nah, he don't win. What have he won? He don't need to be on our team. (laughs) (laughs) Insanity, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, so, yeah, that's where the Harden and 76ers drama is right now. We'll see where he ends up. Um, very interesting standoff. Yet again, another one. You know, I thought these things would be fixed with the, with the CBA. Everybody talked about the CBA fixing this shit, and it's still going on. So what was the point of the new CBA? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I digress. What's going on this week? Oh, yeah, there are rumors of what we all kind of thought might happen but weren't sure. That, uh, oh, yeah, Miguel says getting James Harden back is like the Astros getting Justin Verlander back. No, it's not. Okay. How you, nigga, how you coming back with that but, comparison, man? But the see, Astros are coming off a World Series J- win. Justin the Rockets Ver- coming off the yeah. fucking lottery for the millionth year. But see, Justin Verlander at least got them to a World Series. I want to say, yes. what, twice? I want to say <laughs> twice and won one. So yes. at least he, like, at least you could say he have won something. So let's bring him back. 
Yes. I don't get that comparison, man. That that makes no sense, dog. <laughs> that 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 is not an equal comparison. I don't I don't I don't get it. JB shit the bed. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. He also won the fucking Cy Young that year, man. So stop with the bullshit, dog. He's still a good pitcher, man. Yeah. So uh um what else is going on this week? Oh, yeah, we're talking about Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp might join First Take, reportedly. Somebody already said he he's joining, like it's confirmed. But Stephen A. Smith had a podcast, and he said it's not confirmed yet. He said Shannon has not signed a contract. Mm. So it's still kind of up in the air technically, but it's looking likely that Shannon Sharp will join First Take for at least two days out the week and mm. be a co-host to uh, Stephen A. Smith. Now the memes have already started. They said, <laughs> they said that they don't even need to bring microphones. <laughs> just, just, just let them talk without no, no kind of audio connection because you gonna hear them. But um, I say, I say, somebody said, uh, all you need is Steve Harvey in there. Like, what's your ass <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know how it's gonna sound, but I'm, I want to see what it looks like. Uh, what do you think about this potential matchup of Shannon Sharp and uh, Stephen A. Smith, Figgy? Uh, I think it's well deserved, man. I think it makes sense. I, um, if Shannon Sharp want to be on something like that, I think that's the perfect show to kind of get your feet wet. It, I seen a couple people, um, pretty much bringing up how uh, it was silly of him to just leave a, a show that was his, which wasn't true in my opinion. I don't think Undisputed was his show. But they say they thought it was silly that he left his show to be on first take for two days a week on somebody mm -hmm. else's. And I'm like, dog, this dude made millions of dollars in the NFL on top of other stuff he been doing. That's If anything, that's better to be that way because you're not fully committed. It's not like you got to work with Stephen A every single day now. And you got to be a part of that commitment. All it is is two, a uh, couple days a week. See how you like it. And you could probably do other stuff. They might put him on Monday Night Football Countdown or something like that, too. So he got opportunity to do whatever he want. And it's Shannon Sharp. So I think, you know, I think this is a good thing for him. I, I think um, I think he'll be all right. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't think they're going to be sitting there arguing all day long like Skip and uh, him and Skip was, but I think it'd be all right, man. I think it'd, I think it'd be cool. I'm I'm kind of over these whole debate shows now. It's I think just, everybody kind of is, man. It's just, it's just so much going on. And like I said, every time I turn on first take, like I don't want to see J.J. Reddick or Monica Minut on there – or Mad Dog, yeah, Russo, and just, yeah. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that good, man. I think the only debate show that I still kind of, you know, I would tune in and watch it is probably Partner in it, uh, the Interruption, so PTI. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's still a genuine, legit debate show. It's not too strong. It's not too irritating. It's not too wonky. It's short. It's short, yep. They got like a minute 30. <laughs> talk about whatever they, the hell they gonna talk about, and they ain't gonna sit there and base the whole show around the Lakers and Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, I like their opinions too. They be giving some good opinions, um, unless 
unless uh, it's Ja Moran or something, and he wouldn't yeah. have his son buy, the, buy his shoes, or a black man shouldn't be wearing hoodies or some shit, whatever mm-hmm. Michael Woodward said. But yeah, man, I, I, yeah, that's the only debate show I, I like. But I think Shannon Sharp, I think he fit with first takeover. Yeah, and look, if Shannon Sharp does sign, he's not going to sign on just to be Stephen A. Smith's sidekick on first take, man. Like, I'm sure whatever deal he signs is going to include, like, his own type of show, his own podcast, maybe, and other assignments where he's going to be all over the network, man. He's not going to just join to do first take two days, and that's it. You know? So there's that. Um, It was just funny to me how initially when it was reported that he was leaving Undisputed, Stephen A. Smith seemed kind of against Shannon Sharp joining First Take. Mm. He was like, he could join as a guest on my show, but I don't know. I already have an all-star cast. <laughs> I, I'm guessing he, he you know, because, you know, Stephen A. Smith loved his bosses. So yeah. all they got to do is say, nah, Shannon Sharp going to be on this show, and he going to be like, yeah, come on down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been, I wanted this. I wanted this. Okay, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I will. I will be more entertained with that matchup than what Undisputed was before, with the awkwardness between him and Skip, and yeah. what it's gonna be in the future with Little Wayne and shit. I don't want to see that bullshit, man. <laughs> and Richard Sherman, nah, I'll yeah. pass on that. So it'll be entertaining, man, for sure. Especially when football season uh, kicks back up. Now, I've also heard that Michael Irvin might go to FS1 as well. Mm. So that means that there's no more Michael Irvin on first take. Yeah. So he I been think that would be a good substitute for Michael Irvin to have Shannon Sharp up in there. Yeah, he's been kind of going through a lot too. He's still going through that lawsuit uh yeah. with that hotel. So and, uh I think NFL Network kind of backed off of him too. Yeah. So uh, I think they're trying to figure out and see what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Once they get straightened out, then he we probably start seeing more of them. But that's very unfortunate. It is because he was a uh, he was he was good on first take with Stephen A. Smith, man. It was classic yeah. meme worthy moments. But you want to yeah, talk it, about playmaker? That's a <laughs> playmaker. He made the play. <laughs> ESPN is Disney owned, so whenever somebody get in a controversy like that, they they're wary. So it's possible he might go to FS1 and match up with Skip over there. It just won't be as good, man. Yeah, Skip is not. He doesn't have the personality to go up against a Michael Irvin. Yeah, and plus they both cowboy fans. Yeah, so, that too. That's not so gonna that work. Ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to be up there that hate. Need the Maybe they can bring in Shady McCoy for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need somebody who hates the Cowboys up in there, man. But we'll see. Yeah. Um. So interesting. It's not official yet, but we'll see if that happens. Also on other ESPN news, Sage Steele, your favorite. Female reporter. My, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask her out on a date when I saw her yeah, next time. Only you were a few shades lighter. You might have had a chance, man. <laughs> a few. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, apparently, Sage Steele is leaving ESPN now. She sued the company for discrimination. And apparently, this lawsuit has been settled. And now she's announced that she's leaving the company I don't know where she goes. Probably some kind of right wing podcast, Will Kane type thing. Yeah, she to, probably uh, go to talk about kick. ESPN. Yeah, she probably go out to out kick. Kick. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So salutations to Sage Steele. 
very interesting personality. I don't yeah. have nothing else to say about that, really, honestly. Yeah, really yeah. I um before all the politics stuff, I I actually enjoyed watching Sage still, or mm-hmm. because she wasn't, you know, she wasn't over the, she wasn't overboard. She was just kind of moderate, just yeah, just just plain cut and dry. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be weird not seeing Sage still on uh, Sports Center anymore, but. I mean, it is what it is. You got to move on. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Miguel says probably going to go to the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I can see that as well. <laughs> if you go anywhere, man. Look, there's a bag to be had on that side, okay? Yeah. Oh, my so, God, yeah. I think she's gearing, she gearing up for that, too. You know she's going to have a pod. She's she going to do a podcast with, like, Tucker Carlson or yeah, or uh, Clay Travis or something like that. Mm-hmm. And pretty much talking about how she was uh, – how she was bullied because of her views at ESPN yep. and all this other stuff. And talking about the woke media. Yep. Yeah. And then she gonna lean over and like touch my hair. <laughs> touch my hair. <laughs> yeah, man, that was wild. Um HRW says Sage gonna do a show with Candace Owens. I could see that as well, man. She's gonna definitely get the right wing bag. Okay. She might be the new Fox Sport Fox News sports correspondent. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, but she definitely gonna go get the bag over there. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm gonna miss, um, miss seeing her at the uh, Army Navy game. I wonder if she's still gonna be at the Army Navy game. And she still covers sports, probably. But yeah, who knows? Because I think she was. I don't know. if She was just there on her own, or uh, there for uh, because of ESPN. But I enjoy seeing her, man. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get the picture with her last time, but I still got that picture. You know, it, this is going to sound really sexist and terrible, but it's the truth for me, man. Uh-oh. A lot of these reporters that are women, I like them a lot more, like, the less I heard from them. <laughs> I really hate to say it, man, but think about it, dog. We all love Malika Andrews before she started talking a lot. <laughs> we all like Janelle Hill a lot before she started talking a whole lot and was on a lot of shows. Yeah. We liked Sage Steele a lot before we had to hear her personal views on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few others. Joy Taylor t- starting to talk a little too much for me, man. I like Joy <laughs> Taylor. She's getting to that point as well. She yeah. has her own show, and she's starting to talk a little much. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Taylor Rooks is still good. Taylor Rooks? I don't know, is man. She, is she talking? Because I feel like she's doing her job. She's not really giving out opinion. I, I haven't heard like a a, a a genuine opinion from Taylor Rooks in a minute. Yeah. So she yeah, she not really bothering me. It, it started bothering me when people it, this is really about to sound sexist, but <laughs> <laughs> like when people you know how you having the conversation and a woman try to get in the woman point of view when it don't need to be the woman point of view at all. Mm-hmm. Where we not even trying to go there. It's kind of like how, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, Molly or yeah, Molly on first. Yeah, day. she's another one as well. How she, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it'd be a good debate going on, and then she stuff in like, wait, 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 what about the women? What about the women? Yeah, it's just like we try, we like we understand the women. We understand. I'm talking about Deshaun Watson now, but mm-hmm. we understand the 26 women. Like we understand that part, but we talking about a different part of the onion, the the layer. It's a different layer right here. But she jumped right in. What about the twenty six women? 
Yeah, nobody's talking about the 20... Like, everybody talking about the 26 women, Molly. <laughs> like, everybody's talking about that. Like, uh, otherwise, we ain't gonna get far in this conversation. We just keep bringing up the 26. So She's another big one, man. Because I liked her when she first got on. I thought Molly. she was cute. She, yeah. she had a nice little bubbly personality. But I feel like the longer... I don't know if it's just me noticing things more, but I feel like women kind of get more miserable sounding the longer they work these types of jobs, man. Because, like, they really get a note. They bring the vibe down. Molly is, like, the queen of bringing the vibe down on first take, man. Like, she's the queen of fucking up the vibes on that show, dog, <laughs> which is terrible for a host. <laughs> man, seeing some of the videos of Stephen A getting so irritated <laughs> where she stepped in, and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yes, she because she got to get her word in. Man. I'm surprised she she's still. I'm, I'm surprised she's still on the show. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, look, you can't fire her, man. That I look a certain way, so look, they kind of stuck. And I think Stephen A. Smith likes her. For, yeah, for yeah, part. Think, yeah. Miguel said, "Don't do that, Rocky. You're showing your male privilege. I know I'm toxic. I'm showing my male privilege. <laughs> talking about how I don't want women to talk." But look, man, we got to be honest, dog. They be, they're fucking up the vibes on these sports shows sometimes. <laughs> um, Miguel said, I don't mind Mina Kimes or Aaron Andrews. Look, they're not all bad. I, lo- I love Mina Kimes, dog. Me too. I love Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes is actually hilarious, and she knows a lot about football and sports in general. Yeah. So you actually feel like you're learning stuff when she talks. She has good opinions that are well thought out. And she's funny and has, like, she don't fuck up the vibes, man. She keeps yeah. the good vibes going on these shows. Yeah. And the one so. thing I like about her, she know when to be serious. Yeah. And whenever she do be serious, she make a good point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not like she um, doing stuff for the clicks or, um, you know, some women like to panic for other women like Malika Andrews. Yeah, she like to bring up the stuff and try to be this women empowerment type thing, which is, look, man, if you want to be that, that's cool, but you can still be that without actually messing up the vibe. I mean, without bringing it up when it don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so I feel like she a perfect example of that, where she could just, you know, when it's time to talk about that, we could talk about that. If not, I I can stick to where I can I can talk about whatever and fit in. Yeah. Um, Miguel asked Rocket, did Laura Reynolds fuck up the vibe at 610? No, not definitely nah. not, man. She was Whenever- the vibe. The one thing yeah. about her when um when she did traffic in studio. The sexy traffic, yeah, classic. Yeah, sexy traffic. And even sometimes when she do um just regular traffic, um, Ted Johnson, shout out to Ted Johnson, they would keep her on to talk mm-hmm. about some random um conversation they had. And she knew how to fit in, man. She she ain't sit in and try to do this 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 Molly type deal where yeah, oh yeah, uh, just guys and you know women is all about the, you know she know how to you know fit in and speak at the right time and I know that's came off wrong. Yeah, I know I know what you mean, man. But she, yeah, some people don't know how to you know fit in right. She the perfect. She know how to fit in right. Nah, Laura Reynolds has a great radio personality, man. She's really good. I, I've been a, a look. I've always enjoyed what she does and what she brings to the station. And whenever she got on air, she was great, man. She had good vibes. Was funny. Was informative. 
was not. Nah, she she's a whole package, man. So nah, she definitely did not bring that vibe. But then again, radio was different back then. You know, now is way more serious for women. You know, and like you mentioned, I feel like they they feel they feel the need to always be the voice for all women when they talk. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can't sexualize themselves really. They can't goof around. They they feel like they got to be like the super serious woman boss yeah. sometimes. And I feel like that that's just not a good vibe to bring to type to like a sports show in general. Yeah, you know, because you're really trying to relax and unwind and have fun. Yeah, when you talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Miguel, you talk. You bringing out that old the Ted the Ted Johnson Vince Wilfork thing. Yeah, we know that happened, man. That was years ago, dog. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh that was that was quite the time. I think that was actually before the time I worked there. That, was, that yeah. happened before I even got. In the yeah, station. that was before. Yeah, that was before I got. That was a long here. time ago. I did, I didn't actually experience that when it happened, but yeah, it was wild. Um. So anyway, other news going on this week. Um. What's going on? Uh, Trump got hit with a RICO. The first is this the first president? former president to ever get hit with a RICO case in history and election fraud and all this shit? I think so. I guess so, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I was wondering, like, if any of this stuff was going to stick, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, it's impossible none of this shit sticks, man. Or none doesn't stick. You're going to get hit with something at this point, I feel. Yeah, my theory is, I think they just trying to throw all this stuff on his name. Because he's going to run again yeah. for president. And I think they're trying to make it so difficult where all of this stuff is going to hinder it. They want to make him ineligible. I'm sure there's yeah. some way if you're facing like some court cases, you can't run for president. Yeah. So look, yeah. I, I, something got to stick, I feel, at this point. If they're throwing this many federal cases at him, yeah. Like if you walk away scot free from all this, I don't know, man. It's getting to the point where it's getting ridiculous. So. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Him getting hit with a Rico, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Um, other things going on in this past this week, I've heard a rumor. Uh, apparently, Elon said he's going to take the block feature away from X slash Twitter. Um, now I never know what's a joke anymore with this shit. And, yeah. and Miguel, we're not getting into politics, man. We just mentioned something that happened. Okay, it's not a political <laughs> show. You just yeah. mentioned it because he got hit with a Rico. Yeah, man. That was, was news, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't in the, uh, that's not an opinion. <laughs> it's not. We were just talking about shit that happened this past week that we saw, man. Yeah. Okay. It's just wild to hear somebody like that hit with a Rico. Because usually no, I just... I, it, even, even outside of that, man, we usually just hear rappers or uh, like street dudes hit with Rico cases. Mm-hmm. Young Thug is hit with a Rico case. <laughs> so him and Donald Trump got something in common. <laughs> so that that yeah, I I just thought that was interesting. That's it. It um, is, man. It is, man. And, and look, I'm sorry. I find Donald Trump's press conferences hilarious. Still, when he said, <laughs> "I did everything right," and they indicted me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he was talking about Chris Christie. He's like, "No, no, don't don't call him a fat bass or whatever he called him in that fucking shit." <laughs> I'm sorry, man. He's, he's he's funny. He's funny. I I'm sorry if that offends you, but I think Donald Trump is funny. Okay. <laughs> um, other things that happened this week. Uh, what are we talking about? 
Um, oh, yeah, we never talked about the damn. Actually, before that, let's talk about this Bobby Altoff character already. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> this has been happening for a few weeks. And, yeah. <laughs> and Miguel said, I don't give a fuck what he did. Bring back those gas prices. Yeah, that's... Those look, gas prices get, are getting high, man. Not to get political, but I feel like people vote based off of how good they felt their life was during the presidency of the person, the candidate. Yeah. And I feel like people look at the Joe Biden shit and look how life is and they think, I'm not saying it's his fault, but like life sucks now compared to post or pre 2020, man. Let's be real. Yeah. Everything is fucking expensive as fuck for no reason. And everything seems just shittier. Yeah. So that's like the biggest catch that, you know, a Donald Trump could win with. The yeah. fact, let's like everybody just wants to go back. Yeah. To that time, even though everybody acted like the world was ending because he was the character that he was, people's lives were pretty much better overall, it seemed like financially. Yeah. And now it's just like hell. And the crazy <laughs> and, like, and see the crazy part is 2020, we got hit with COVID. Yes. And so after that, it seemed like it just went to crap. Mm-hmm. So not so, so is it because of Joe Biden? That everything that's, is crap. Exactly. That's my point. Or it's is not it COVID? His... It, was COVID the problem? If, if if Donald Trump was still in office, will it be better now? Yeah. Like it's just you. You just never know, man. <laughs> and that's my point. Like I'm not saying it's right. People are just goofy like that. Yeah. You know. Because yeah, the, the president can't make life better for everybody, man. Look, yeah. things naturally get better and worse, and that's just the cycle of life and whatever goes on. So yeah, yeah. And see, a lot that's of what shit the, that people blame Biden for is not his fault. Yeah, and see that's and that's what uh, also that's what a lot of politicians bank their their uh, election on. Yeah, they say, oh look, during this year it was bad. And, uh, w- once I got in, it was good. But you know, like, are you really making that difference, or is it just so happened to be a bad four years? Yeah, or a bad two years or something like that. So you, ne- you never know. The only thing I'll say politically, we'll leave it at this. I'm getting sick of reading that we're sending billions and billions of dollars to fucking uh, (laughs) Zelensky in the Ukraine. (laughs) But also, we can't cancel student loans here because that would be too expensive. (laughs) Fuck that bullshit, man. Also, we can't do nothing about inflation. We can't do nothing about gas prices. But here's another $10 billion, Ukraine. Go win that war against Russia. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. You can't tell me we got all this money just to give away, but we can't do nothing for the people who are struggling here in yeah. mountains of debt and can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. That's some I'm sorry. I'm not buying. I'm getting sick of this Ukraine shit, man. I'm sorry. They gotta they gotta defend themselves, man. How long are you supposed to give them money for, dog? Yeah. Every week I hear like another four billion going to that shit. Fuck that, man. Enough <laughs> is enough. They got to They got to stand on their own, man. I, I'm not a go- global polit- political type dude. I don't know the fucking the 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 details of what goes into a fucking war, but I'm <laughs> sick of our people not getting this money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel says, "Figgy Rocket 2024." Yeah, hey, fucking hey, man. man. That's my that's my that's my <laughs> ticket. That's that's our that's our we, we running. We might have to put ourselves into the. Uh, the the uh the race man. yeah I'm getting it's funny we started this with uh Miguel started this with them y'all going into the politics 
<laughs> now he's like, right and on. Now he's running for president. Right on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. I'm sorry. Like, that's the one thing I'm really getting sick of now, man. Like, we got to hear that. We can't do nothing for these Medicare costs. We can't do nothing for this debt we in, student loans and shit. Oh, we can't do I'm sorry, 10K. Yeah, you know, you're going to run on uh, canceling 10K, which is still yes. not enough, but it's yes. something. And then, oh, now we can't do it. Yeah. That's, it's, it's very frustrating, man. It, like, everything here is so difficult to buy. It's so hard to buy a house. It's so hard to get approved for certain stuff, man. And just seeing how they give away money like that, it's like, damn, make make it make sense. Like, yes. how did this make sense? Because I feel like, like once I caught COVID, me and the wifey caught COVID, that kind of screwed us up a lot because we had tons of medical bills. And that pretty much wiped up most of our savings. So it's like, damn, there go the house money. <laughs> because we, you know, we still gotta, you know, pay this stuff off somehow because you, you need credit. <laughs> so it's 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 a hot mess, man. <laughs> it's a hot mess. It really is, man. It really is, dog. Like, and they try to sell us on this goofy ass war. I'm not buying it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> They look, y'all on y'all on, man. Okay, y'all on y'all on at this point. I feel like they've done enough. Uh, DBZ McNeil said that's why I'm gonna move to England where the tea and crumpets are at. Look, I don't know if anywhere is really that much better than America right now, but I'm starting to consider it. Yeah, <laughs> some, I used to, th- I used to, I used to think Canada was better, but I heard mm-hmm. people in Canada like, yeah. <laughs> Like, nah, it's actually not bad. It's actually awful. <laughs> yeah, and also, it's hard to get into Canada, man. Like, they they have very strict immigration policies, and it's hard to even, if you have, even if you have anything on your record, like, they're not going to let even let you in the country. Like, you, there's a lot to go into. They don't just let anybody into Canada, man. It's kind of tough to get into. Um, tech, uh, Miguel said, Texas used to be the promised land. Now we got all these transplants now. yeah. Everybody done seen all the shit going up in Houston in the big cities, and now the Californians want to come down here because they got Skid Row done expanded to the whole city of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now they want to come down here. And low key, dog, the homeless the homeless issue is pretty bad here as well, man. It's awful, man. It's really bad, dog. Like we went to go see that uh that Temptations play. Like downtown and like, look, they're they're everywhere, man. It's it's right out in the open. That's the worst part, man. Like you actually walking past tents. Mm -hmm. It's it's really sad, man. It's really sad. It is. It is. Uh, Miguel said, bro, Mexico, I'm thinking of going back to the homeland. Yeah, take us with you, man. Fuck it. Just keep us safe from the fucking, the the, whatever we got to deal with over there, man. Because I'm down to live in Mexico. Fuck it. I feel like as much... It's probably more affordable too, in some <laughs> certain places. I just need to know what to avoid, man. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be our lookout, Miguel. All right, you gotta translate for us, and you gotta uh, protect us. I know it might be but some of them down there that don't really rock with black folks like yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. You gotta keep us, uh, you gotta keep us safe, man. Because I might be trying to move as well. Um, DBZ McNeil says that's why it's so damn hot now. All these transplants. Yeah, man, this heat wave is dog, something else. It right been now, rec- it been record breaking hot, man. Like yeah. I never seen, I never experienced nothing like this before, and I've been in Houston for seven years, 
Hey, dog, it been it been a hundred plus degrees for over a month. Yeah, that is crazy, man. It's no really rain, right now, man. no <laughs> rain at all. No, and then now, now uh, we talk about no rain. Now they tease and talk about the hurricane might be sliding through. This is like yeah, what? and right, right, yeah, right when the hot weather kind of <laughs> eases up, we got hurricane season. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like, oh, you want some rain? I give you yeah. some rain. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been a fucking tough summer, man. I'm sick of this shit. I fucking yeah. stay. It's wrecking havoc on my health. I'd be like, you know, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay inside today. Fuck Did you get your AC out. fix? No, nah, not yet, I, man. I'm gonna do it this dog, week. I gotta I just... get mine. Mine is awful now, man. Oh damn! I'm rolling with the windows down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm over here like like a damn dog, just. <laughs> yep. It nah, it's awful. Like to you the, know, point... the issue. Go ahead. Oh no, it's so bad to the point when I got home, I had to change my clothes. My my shirt yep. was soaking wet. I'm like, dog. I don't, I don't see how y'all do that. And I see a lot of people rolling around too. Just yeah. with the, you know, with no AC. Uh, it's awful. It's it's different. I feel like because I don't drive a lot, and when I do drive, I drive like early in the morning or late at night. It's not too bad, but I'm sure I'm gonna feel it tomorrow when I gotta fucking drive to the, yeah. the station and at <laughs> noon it's gonna be fucking hot. I'm gonna be like, why the fuck did I get did I not get my AC <laughs> fixed this week, man? Yeah. Now nah, I don't give a shit because yeah. it's not that bad. At least it's Saturday, so you're not fighting through a lot of traffic. Yeah. Because if it was yeah. like around this time on a um, Friday or something, you would have been screwed. Yeah, Thursday was fucking rough, man. I, <laughs> I came in soaked damn near. I was fucking embarrassed. <laughs> DBZ McNeil says, I'm an Amazon de- delivery driver. You think, you how you think I feel every day? Now, do you have AC? That's the important part, man. To be fair, it's still rough because you're still delivering packages and I'm sure it's very hot and you're de- delivering huge shit like a fucking doghouse or something. Yeah. And that's suck. But do you your trucks have AC though, right, man? I hope they do. Cause yeah. that'll be fucking rough if you didn't. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's rough out there, man. Everybody stay cool, stay safe, because it's fucking you got all these heat deaths and people just passing out in the heat. Yeah, try to try to keep yourself cool as cool as you can, man, because it's rough. Yeah. Miguel said get that moonwalk moonwalk blower and put it in your window. What is that? In a car a window? Moon, a moonwalk blower? <laughs> Let me look this up. What is a yeah. moonwalk blower? What the fuck is this? Is <laughs> this is like a toy? What the fuck is this shit? This kid shit. <laughs> I'm seeing like Nah, this is like for inflatable castles, man. What the fuck? Oh, okay, the moonwalk. What the fuck? The 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 thing that inflates the moonwalk. You want me to put that in my car? That's like the most hood shit I ever heard, dog. <laughs> That's funny as shit. DBZ McNeil says, yeah, we got AC. It's the UPS guys that don't have AC, but the UPS guys just got a huge raise, okay? So I don't want to hear them complain yeah. no more. I'm about to say at like least... A- 150k or some shit. Yeah, I was gonna say at least they get paid. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid to ride in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh the UPS shit's rough, but I heard they just uh they they went on strike and that shit immediately ended. They caved quick, man. UPS wasn't fucking around. Yeah, so Amazon was gonna take them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't they can't sit around and. and 
and, and stand their ground <laughs> this time to see as much packages people be ordering. Yeah. Um, like what what's a, a couple hours? It was like, <laughs> all right, we got you. <laughs> Get your ass back out there. <laughs> Miguel said it blows hard AF. I'm Mexican. You'll be cold. Does it blow cold air though, man? Like it's for a moonwalk. It's not for AC. <laughs> like, I don't think it's gonna blow cold air in my face, man. That's the problem. My AC blows air. It's just not cold. That's the issue, man. So I need yeah. cold air in my car. Yeah. So I don't know. But I, I got to get my shit fixed, man. I need to stop bullshitting and go ahead and fucking bite that damn bullet. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about uh, this new podcast, Chick on the Scene, man. Uh, DBZ McNeil said Amazon can't do no strike. They telling us buy quickly. Yeah, they don't. Jeff Bezos don't play around with that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think a few people have tried to go on strike in Amazon and it didn't work. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Amazon, the strikes ain't working there, man. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, uh, other things going on this week. We got to talk about this new podcast chick, um, Bobby Althoff. <laughs> now, she's been in the news recently because she famously had an interview with Drake a few weeks ago that had all the uh, black journalists kind of tilted a little bit. Yeah. Elliot Wilson was mad about it. He made a yeah. mention about this. Nori. Um, yeah, uh, everybody did. Nori was pissed. Uh, D, uh, DJ Academics, I think, said some things as well, maybe. But apparently everybody was upset because Drake, who rarely does interviews, interviews with anybody anymore, did an interview with this, like, TikTok comedian chick. Yeah, who's not even like a hip hop journalist who does not even he she's not in the hip hop space. Yeah, but she had a sit down or a lay down interview yeah, in the with Drake <laughs> in his house in his bedroom. So it was a very now look. It was one of those like comedic podcasts. It wasn't supposed to be serious. It was like her playing like a character that's like intentionally awkward. Yeah, and they have like this awkward vibe going on where they just kind of insult each other for yeah. like an hour, or however long it is, and yeah, the the questions have started to arise: how this woman came from nowhere and has gotten these big name interviews with Drake, number one, then Lil Yachty, and I think recently Tyga as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some names who you know the Drake thing is the biggest one, and she basically came from nowhere from TikTok fame. To getting yeah. these big name interviews on podcasts. Yeah. So it's been kind of debate about that on where she came from. Elliot Wilson was pissed, even though he's had a bunch of interviews with Drake already. He was mad about it. People started talking about why don't these names come to black um podcasts and, and platforms to talk about things, why they go to the, the these random people outside the culture. Uh, but that's another debate, man. Yeah. Uh so more things have happened since then. Apparently, she went to his show, to Drake's show as well. And then uh, after the show, she, like, unfollowed him on Instagram and, like, took down the interview with Drake, which people started to speculate that he was trying to smash. (laughs) And maybe it didn't go well. Um, And she's also been on uh, other podcasts. She was on uh, the Barstool podcast, and she talked about how Lil Yachty was very awkward with her and made her feel weird. 
but people brought up the fact that that's her home character. So why was yeah. she mad that he did it? Yeah. So I guess the question is like, where did this woman come from? I've heard industry plant allegations, but <laughs> and people have tried to explain it by, I guess there's a story about how she offered $300 to somebody who could connect her with a famous celebrity. Yeah. And somebody, that. I guess, knew Drake and took three, I guess, hooked her up with somebody who knew Drake and they connected. She asked for an interview and he said yes. Yeah, I think it was something like, that first part was right. She uh, offered $300 to get an interview or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that got her an interview to somebody else, I want to say. It's, it was somebody I wasn't really familiar with. And that interview ended up getting her connected to Drake. No, okay. So it wasn't like the $300 to get Drake on. Okay. It, it was more, uh, I think, whoever it was, I forgot who the... Who the person it was, was that comedian guy, right? I think it was. It was somebody I wasn't really familiar with, but um, yeah, but it was, it was um, yeah. She paid three hundred dollars, and that's how she got that interview. And then somehow that interview, I don't know if it blew up, and eventually she got connected with Drake somehow. So yeah. It, was they, it funny, Marco? Yes, it was. I okay. Think, yeah. I think, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And that was like a month ago that that happened. Yeah. And that she was went from that to Drake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. People have started to connect some dots. Apparently, her husband, who she might not even be with anymore, is connected in the industry. Apparently, she's in the same agency as Drake, I think. Uh, people started to connect some dots behind the scenes that make it seem like this wasn't as organic as people tried to make it out to be, or yeah. she tried to make it out to be. You know, I feel like this $300 story was cooked up because I just don't believe this shit, man. I'm sorry. I don't believe that Drake just did this interview with this random person yeah. out of just the goodness of his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you want to fuck, they're better bitches. Let's be real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why her? Yeah. So I don't get that. Um, yeah. Miguel says she's not even cute. I think she kind of cute in that like homely white girl way. You know, yeah. I don't think she's like conventionally beautiful, but she got kind of like a little homely. You know, kinda, she, I, I wouldn't say she ugly. I'll say that much. I think she's kind of cute. But yeah. that don't explain why she's this big because she's not that good, man. Yeah, but what are your thoughts about this thing? Do you think number one, where she come from? Do you think the rise is organic? And just how do you feel about people going to her instead of other black platforms? Um, I think the rise is. I ain't gonna lie. I think the rise is organic. I think so because remember before this, she ain't. And I mean, we didn't even know who she was, or at least I didn't. And um, she wasn't interviewing any rappers and all that stuff. And it wasn't until Drake, when she interviewed Drake, and then, you know, Yachty, and then I think she interviewing Tiger next or something like that. She probably going to keep it going. That's the part I don't really like because she's not in that space at all. And now, you know, the Drake interview got her popping pretty much on uh, on a whole nother scale. The Lil Yachty interview, I think that was a really good interview too. And that got her popping even, you know, just as much as the Drake one. 
And now I feel like she just going to go around and try to interview these rappers now. And I feel like that's silly. And these rappers going to do it. These rappers ain't going to take a stand and say, nah, I ain't doing that. They, they going to run with it because it's hot. But that's the part I kind of have an issue with, man. Because this is, this is pretty much like a culture vulture. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I, I mean, I don't think she's trying to be that on purpose. I don't think that was her intention. I think she's just rolling with a hot hand. Hell, if, if you know, if we interview somebody completely random and it blow up, I might try to get a couple more on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just, it, it just feels real slimy to me that, you know, all of these, um, all of these podcasts, all these different um, people in the industry that's trying to interview people, not only Drake, but just other random people. And uh, they can't do that. But this girl who don't probably don't even care about hip hop like that is getting all the interviews and getting all the love. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's a little frustrating. And even for us, like I could, that could really be a downer where you just be like, man, screw this. I ain't, you know, I don't want to do this because how, how am I been busting my ass for years trying to get people on being professional. And this, this white girl get to do all of this stuff by being awkward and not even funny to me. I don't know. She just, I, I don't know. She was just never funny. Maybe it's not my style, but it wasn't funny to me at all. But, um, yeah, um, as far as her situation with Drake, like, I know, uh, I think she denied that she never did anything with Drake. Mm-hmm. But it do seem really, really, really funny that she could just go to his house and do an interview in the bed like that. Go to go to his concert, and then after that, they unfollow each other. <laughs> it takes the interview down as well. Yeah, so... Look, I'm not accusing her of sleeping around or anything, but that don't don't that kind of sound like y'all did something, and you know you decide to go out with this person, and then you probably seen some you ain't like, and you got into mm-hmm. it, so you don't follow each other. It it, it seemed just like that, man. <laughs> so uh, you know, I you know I I ain't gonna accuse her of lying, but something do seem kind of funny with this, but um. Yeah, man, I just, this ride, this this was a weird, weird, weird rise to fame where, um, and I'm looking at the story now, the $300 thing, and yeah, she pretty much paid somebody $300 and they got her in touch with the the uh, the one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, what was his name? I forgot his name. Funny Marco. Funny Marco, yeah. And then um, after that, she decided to... Uh, DM Drake to see if she do an interview with him, and he said yes. So that, like, it just don't sound right, man. It, it was probably more of a connection, but I don't know, man. It's it, it's a little frustrating, man, especially for people like us who try to get interviews. Now, the one thing I don't like, though, like I understand Elliot. Uh, Nori, all these other people ab- upset about this. But I feel like whenever they do get an interview, they kind of shit on other podcasts, other platforms. Mm-hmm. 
Th- that's the part I don't like. It- it's not like they big these platforms up like, hey, shout out to Joe Budden for getting this person on. That was a good look. Salute. It seemed like it's never like that. It seemed like they just talk smack about each other whenever they get somebody big on, like Jay-Z on or, you know, whoever. It seemed like they kind of talk a lot of smack whenever they do get something like that on. But whenever that rapper go to another platform that's not one of theirs, then they want to, it seemed like they want to cry, oh, go to the black media. Oh, we got to stick together. That's not fair and all this other stuff. And it's just like, man, that's, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I kind of get tired of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, to that point, like, we've talked about this whole podcast, this topic before, man. I feel like a lot of these black podcasts could be better in terms of, like, the Drink Champs. Look, man, it's a fun podcast, but it's also not a place to talk about like serious topics and, and discussions. And we learned that pretty quickly with the whole Kanye thing. You know, Nori's lack of preparation really annoys me at times, man. The fact that he gets so drunk that he just, we can't even understand what he's saying sometimes. And it's just, it's good for a party atmosphere with their friends. But as far as like something to really learn about an artist, it's kind of tough, man. Cause Nori talks a lot. He talks over people. It is very frustrating as a listener at times, man. So when Nori complains, I'm like, look, I can understand why somebody don't want to go on Drink Champs. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Joe Budden as well. Joe Budden, I think he's a good interviewer, but he also is somebody who's kind of steeped in his own ego. I think he's also, I don't know, he doesn't do many interviews, period, because he don't really have that, those many connections because he's like burned every bridge at this point. Let's be real. He's burned damn near every bridge in the industry that he could burn at this point. So he doesn't really interview people at that like that at all. Elliot Wilson, man, I got to say, he is a good interviewer with the Rap Radar podcast. His Drake interview, the last one he did was good. Yeah. I like the interview a lot, man. And I think they asked some good questions. Drake gave some good answers. But that being said, what has changed so much since then that we need to hear from Drake on Rap Radar. Yeah. You know, they're going to talk about the same shit, man. Like, he going to talk about his kid. They're going to slightly mention some Pusha T stuff, maybe. But I, I just, I don't think enough is, I'm not begging for a new interview like that from Drake. You yeah. know, I don't think enough has really changed that I really care about what he's doing at this point. Yeah. Maybe explain that dance album. I want to hear the explanation for that shit because I still don't get it. <laughs> but besides yeah. that, man, I'm not really thirsty for another Rap Radar interview with Drake in, in particular. Yeah. Um, now, going on to this girl, man. Now, the things that make you think industry plant, and Miguel mentioned her interview with Rick Glassman. I think that was the first podcast she posted. And look, man, you I know she came from TikTok. I know she had a following. But usually when people start off a podcast, it's kind of rough. You know, like production-wise, sound-wise, maybe. And the fact that her first shit looks so professionally produced, (laughs) I'm like, man, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. And and three episodes in, she gets a Drake. Yeah. You know, look, you can sell me on this $300 story. I'm I'm just not buying it, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel like there's other forces at work here. But yeah, it, it, it stranger things have happened, man. 
Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't believe it. <laughs> so, I mean, the podcast is very pro- professionally produced. As far as her podcast goes, it's called The Really Good Podcast, by the way, if you want to check it out, I guess. <sighs> now, I'm actually a fan of this type of humor, man. Because <laughs> I, I grew up watching stuff like this. I grew up watching Space Goes Coast to Coast. That was a show that came on late night on Cartoon Network. Mm. And the show was like, a cartoon space ghost host. Like he used to be a superhero in the sixties. And now he has like a talk show where he's interviewing celebrities and it's like intentionally awkward. Mm. He's, he's asking weird questions and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And it's edited to make it seem really weird, but it's funny. Yeah. And I love that show growing up, man. And now they also have like the Eric Andre show where Eric Andre is a lot like that as well. He's just weird and awkward and cra- crazy stuff happens. And they try- they kind of torture the guest on his show. And I love that show too. But I really don't like the forced, dry humor, awkward, mean comment type of shit, man. That That is corny. And that's what she does. You yeah. know, it's awkward, but it's not like a really funny awkward. It's just, it, it's too forced. For me and i just don't like it man it's corny and apparently this girl stole her style i think there was somebody else who did a, another white woman who did a podcast like this before and mm. she was famous off of that and people are saying that she stole that style the style been around for a long time man even martin short did a kind of show like this he he had a character called jiminy glick like he was in this fat suit yeah. <laughs> and he was just asking these crazy questions and he was just super awkward with these guests. Funny show as well. That was on Comedy Central back in the day. But this girl is just not funny to me, man. I'm sorry. She's trying too hard. The gimmick is just, it don't fall for me, man. I just saw the clips and what I saw was just not very funny or entertaining to me. And I think the only reason she's gotten this far is because she's kind of cute. Yeah. Look, because if there was a guy doing shit like this, I feel like there's already enough guys doing podcasts like this and they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that's holding her up is that she got that cute, homely kind of white girl, girl next door type of vibe to her. Yeah. So I don't like her podcast, man. I got to say that much. I don't think she's very entertaining and it don't do nothing for me. Yeah. So I don't know why Drake went on this podcast, man. I got to say. Unless he was just trying to hit, and now yeah. it's like his way in. But then again, like, why? It seemed like he kind of got a type. Don't he? Yeah. It don't seem like he had like a weird type. Yeah, like Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, he was talking to for a long time apparently. Yeah, like they were really good friends. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this girl is twelve years old or, or fifteen <laughs> years old or something. So it was just like, huh? <laughs> it seemed like because of course. Um, the 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 Instagram models and the porn stars mm-hmm. are gonna get most of the attention. Like, who don't like those type? But when it get to the the nitty gritty, it seems like these little little weird awkward white girls be catching this uh, uh, his attention. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Yeah, man, me neither. Like, maybe it's just his type. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't look. Drake can do an interview with whatever whoever he wants to, man. I don't. Yeah. I really care about it. The whole debate. I think Ebro got mad about it too. Ebro was mad about this shit, and like, I, look, y'all, 
I feel like black podcasts could do a lot better in terms of shit they talk about as well. Like, it don't always gotta be gossip and shit that gets ass on these on these types of podcasts, man. I yeah. feel I wish they were more just, just ask some more off the wall questions. And I think yeah. that's why people go to podcasts like this. Yeah, people, because people the- pick her because they know she ain't gonna ask about push a T. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say if he go to Joe Budden, if he go to whoever, you know they gonna ask him about Pusha T. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that and all this other stuff. So if you don't want to hear that shit, like go to somebody else who probably don't even know who Pusha T is. Yeah. So. And to be fair, if they didn't ask that question, people would say, "Oh, you just dick riding Drake." Exactly. Oh, you yeah. didn't want to ask him no hard questions. But nobody's going to give that kind of feedback to a Bobby Altoff. Yeah. Because they don't even expect that from her. They don't even expect her to even know any of his songs. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for her to get an interview and have not to have to deal with that shit. Yeah. But basically, this is like a safe platform for artists to go to and people to go to, and they can just be seen as a joke. Yeah. Whereas if you go to a Drink Champs, if you go to a, a Joe Budden or a, a Ebro or anybody else, they have to ask those questions, man, because they know that's what the audience wants to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's rough, man. It, it's rough yeah. on both sides. It's kind of cowardly for the artists, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, when you as big as Drake, you ain't got to do interviews anyway. I was about so to say. Whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised he just uh, ain't going to uh, Oprah and Gail for yeah. interviews because... Some artists get to a point where they don't even step inside of a podcast studio or a radio station. They calling Gail to, to come out to my mansion and interview me for um, yeah. for um, Good Morning America or some shit. So uh, I feel like Drake could be at that point where he don't have to do that. He don't have to step at the Breakfast Club or nothing like that. Yeah. So um, he can do whatever he want. I I wouldn't waste my time trying to be so upset about that. Yeah, and at least he's done it. Like, he's done it for Braun. He did it for Rap Radar and Elliot Wilson. When's yeah. the last time we heard from Kendrick? Yeah. You know, when's the last time we heard from J. Cole? Like, why don't we get on other people for not doing interviews with black uh, for black platforms, man? Or not being heard from for years at a time? But we yeah. can, at least Drake has done it before. Yeah. You know, does he owe... Every black platform uh, interview a year off general principle. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. Now I I would respect it a lot if people like more people like that, like how he gave her the platform to, you know, hop on her shit. I would respect it a lot if Drake said, "Hey, look, I, I'm not. I'm just using Gems and Juice as an example, but if it was like a smaller podcast that." You know, got an okay following, but not the biggest. And say, hey, let me hop on with these guys and, you know, let me turn them up a little bit. And it's a black podcast. So Mm -hmm. let me do, I would respect if more artists do stuff like that instead of going to like her. Yeah. I mean, she, she, look, she'll be just fine. (laughs) She was just fine. But if I could go to somebody else, if I could, you know, go to, shout out to Donnie Houston. If, if, Somebody can be like, hey, let me just hop on this podcast and just turn it up one time. Or let me let me just find a little local podcast and hop on mm-hmm. and help them out instead of just helping some random TikToker who just started a podcast with a big following already. Yeah. I, I have a little more respect for that. 
Me too. And even if he didn't want to do like a hip hop podcast, maybe if he did like if there is some young streamer who streams like Call of Duty or Madden and is starting to get a big following and he's black, like why couldn't Drake have like, it'll be cool to see him like jump on somebody like that. Like as opposed to he did it, he did a a collab, like a Fortnite thing with the ninja who was like the biggest streamer ever. And he's also like a a white guy. It would be nice to have him like show love to the community, man. I don't know. I'm not saying he's obligated to, yeah, it'll be nice to see him like build up yeah. some young black think, creators. Yeah, man. I think he'll get a lot of credit. I think a lot of people will rock with that. Yeah, because right now, I mean, we talking about it, but a lot of people don't care. An average person don't care. This is like media mm-hmm. talk. An average person do not uh, ain't sitting there mad because he ain't do an interview with Elliot Wilson. But if if let's say Drake decided to do something with us out the blue. Uh, let's say I slid in his DM and said, hey, hop on this podcast, and he hop on, mm-hmm. people going to be like, oh, shit, that's that's dope for Drake to do something like that. And, you know, that's going to help us out. <laughs> so, you know, you got Drake helping some poor old black guys out <laughs> by hopping <laughs> on their platform, and now we turned up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, that could, that could be a good thing. I just... I, it's just no benefit to me hopping on this girl's podcast unless he really wanted to talk to her. Yeah. But hopping on her shit that, you know, she don't even, she ain't even down with the with the calls. Now it's looking like she about to ride this wave and interview mm-hmm. every rapper she can. And this is, it's just like, damn. <laughs> like, like, why? Yeah, I get yeah. you. So it's, that's yeah, a little frustrating. It is, it's frustrating on that end. Now, hypothetically, what, what would you do if Drake actually said yes when interview with us? <laughs> I would be extremely nervous. I'm not going to lie, man. I would consider wiping everything we've ever done <laughs> and just starting new. You, you, you know what I would do, to be honest? I would tell him, like, hey, I, I, would be up, I would be honest with her. I would probably sauce it up a little bit, but I would be like, hey, I, I ain't going to lie. We we are big fans of Pusha T, man. Like I gotta I gotta be up front with you. But like, you we gotta be we that. gotta be honest. Cannot... We gotta be honest to the people. Because look, I feel man. like it's gonna look bad on us if we don't even mention anything like that. If we just like D riding and then people going, you know, the internet going internet, they're gonna pull up all of our breakdown of <laughs> Uh, Pusha T and how he slaughtered Drake and all his other stuff. And I felt like that might be worse. At least people could be like, damn, at least they was up front with him. <laughs> no. Well, if we're going to ask that question, we can't give him any kind of head start, man. Because what if he says, no, fuck it? Okay. okay. No, well, what I we would, have to do I wouldn't is start, be like... Don't start the interview off like that. We might have to fucking lie, okay? We might be like, look, we're a gaming and anime podcast. We just kind of chill and have fun. We're all about the vibes. And yeah. we talk music sometimes. And we just want to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, the, the the state of the world today and whatever you're going through. Yeah. Or the best. Hey, what about you dissing Pharrell and Pusha T last week, huh? What about yeah. that? Yeah. I think the best thing to do is just... Um, I guess just get on and just talk about whatever. Just try to... Keep it normal as possible, mm-hmm. and at the very end, be like, "All right, we um, we we addressed everything. We gotta address the elephant in the room now." Yeah, and if he <laughs> walks out, then that's content too, man. That's yeah. the thing. You gotta take that risk. 
Yeah, like I wouldn't even bring up that situation to the very end. Mm-hmm. And be like, all right, do you feel like you actually lost a battle to uh, push a T? <laughs> <laughs> and then just try to yeah. get something out of that. But like, fuck y'all niggas. Yeah, we can actually have a good conversation without bringing stuff like that up, though. So sidebar, do you see that interview with ESTG? Oh, I heard about it. I heard about it. Where this dude, I guess his name is Kev. I guess yeah. he has a uh, he's on the Barstool Podcast Network. He's been having like interviews with a bunch of rappers lately. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's his whole platform. I, don't, I haven't seen the podcast. I don't know what he talks about usually, but he gets a bunch of rappers on and he had ESTG and ESTG just did not want to talk about anything. And he walked out mid interview. Yeah, because uh, they tried to say he walked out because um, he asked him about his football career or something, playing football in high school yeah. or something. And he got mad. And then I guess ESTG tried to explain that that wasn't the reason why he was asking other stuff too. And um, and I guess he said, "I don't want to. I don't know. It was weird. This is one of the reasons why uh, I got. I watch what rappers I bring on here mm-hmm. because I guess ESTG was didn't want to talk about this other random stuff. He didn't want to talk about his personal life and me." He, I guess, wanted to keep it music. I guess it's just like what the, f- <laughs> like what the hell are we gonna talk about with music? <laughs> you and music, you being an actor rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somebody pulled a clip because basically ESTG was saying like he didn't walk out because of the football questions. He he walked out because Kev was asking him weird stuff about a, a porn star and aliens and stuff. And he just wasn't feeling it. But people pulled up the podcast and like the first question, like he basically he was asking like, what did that have to do with my music? Why are we talking about my music? But people pu- pulled up the podcast and put a clip up. Like the first thing he asked him about was the music, the new music. And he didn't want to talk about that shit either. Yeah. Like he was blowing off the question. Like, you know, I'm always, he, he asked him about his creative process. He was like, you know, do you just sit on songs for a while or do you just go into creative mode when it's time to drop an album just stand studio all week and he was like man you know i'm always getting money (laughs) that's all he said so look there's some rappers who are just too cool to talk about anything man okay and those are the worst ones to interview he should do like they should not do interviews yeah yeah it's fine don't do no interviews man just drop the music perform keep it moving man yeah. See, that's the stuff that would piss me off. And that's one of the reasons why I try to stay away from certain rappers. Like, legendary rappers mm-hmm. that, you know, it's some real good legendary rappers that have really good conversations, man. Yeah. Like, e- uh, uh, ESG, I was about to say ESG, uh, TG, mm-hmm. but uh, ESG, our guy ESG, having some good conversations, man. So, uh, I, it's just certain people that just be like, yeah, man, I'm always on the grind in the studio. And it's like, all right, we got that. Like, we want to get to know you more. We want to, we we got the music. You you spitting real shit in the music, ain't you? <laughs> so we can hear that. So we want to know more about you type thing. So I don't know, man. And, and yeah. what's crazy is, like, the one thing that do go viral with these rappers whenever they do interviews are the weird conversations. <laughs> That's why all the Glorilla conversations and 
sexy red conversations on podcasts and all that stuff be going viral. And mm-hmm. they have nothing to do with their music. Yeah, no, nah, it does, man. But that that goes into another issue I have as well, like the whole Bobby Altoff thing. Like a lot, why why does boot the, the show is called Bootleg Kev, by the way? Like, why are all these shows getting all the interviews with the rappers, man? Like, is this it's Adam Twenty Two, the No Jumper podcast, and it's Vlad TV? Yeah, it seems like these are the go to places for artists to go. And have interviews. And yeah. it's like, why, man? I feel like wow. I feel like maybe their PR team or these record labels feel like if you go to these white uh platforms, you'll get mm-hmm. a bigger audience. Somebody yeah. that you're not really used to. Which it could be true because nine times out of ten, the, the audience might not know who you are, but if they're not into you <laughs> from the beginning, they're probably not gonna be buying your album either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, especially with an interview like that. <laughs> but, um, I think it's just smart, man, to try to, you know, I don't want to say stick with black folks, but little stuff like that will help people's careers, man. Just going to a, like a little local black podcast or network or something like that and just giving them something and turning them up. Yeah. I think that will help more than just going to the typical white platforms and uh, feeling like that's going to do you more justice. Yeah, it's just frustrating because it's not like, I feel like in real time, I've seen the the face of hip hop media coverage become like dorky white people. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it, man. Growing up, who were the biggest voices? We had Funk Master Flex. We had DJ, uh, we had Slay, uh, Sway, Slay. Not DJ K Slate. We had Sway. We had people covering the the culture that was from the culture. And yeah. now you look at the biggest names in the coverage of it. Yep. Adam 22, Fantano, how do you say his name? The YouTube reviewer who's like the biggest one on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Bootleg Kev, Vlad TV. Yep. These are the biggest names in hip-hop coverage, man. They get all the new artists and they cover and they break them. And I don't know how we got here, dog. It seems very strange, but it's very frustrating that people that are not of the culture became the face of the culture. Yeah. I, I really hate that, man. I and really hate how th- this became the normal. Yeah, and the thing is, too, like, I have no problem if somebody like Adam22 was a diehard hip-hop fan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you can see the growth. You can see him back in the struggle where he was trying to get it started and, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say on his Eminem shit, but back in the day when he was nothing, now he grew his empire. Like, I wouldn't have an issue with that. But it seemed like they just, they got this money and they said, hey, let's jump in this lane. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, let's go, this is a good way for us to get money and go viral. Let's talk to these rappers. And they work. It's like, damn, like that's that's it's kind of wild, man. It is because it it speaks to the fact that it fe- it feels like we value the white person's platform more than our own. Yeah. You know, and it's very uncomfortable to say that, but it seems like that's the case with a lot of people. Um, even somebody like a Peter Rosenberg, like 
I can respect somebody like him, man. Somebody yeah. who came up from the culture. He been around so. from, from the beginning of time, man. Exactly. But these guys, it looks like they're just, they have a bag already. And like you said, they jump into the lane because they see a opening for it. Yeah. Same thing with these NBA players, these dorky white co-hosts they got, man. Like, <laughs> why do y'all need these people behind you, man? Yeah. I don't get it, dog. It's yeah, it's really frustrating to see. Yeah, as people they who just, run a black podcast that's hip hop based. Yeah, they just jump into hip hop, and then when they finish with it, they just take off. That's it. I got mm-hmm. my money from it. That's like a, that's like if we decided to jump into porn out of nowhere, and it's like, damn, this ain't even our, you know, this ain't even <laughs> our lane. And then we just start eating off of it, and then peace, dip out, and that's it. And and it got us up for people that are actually making content and you know doing something, uh, trying to get it going with their content, adult content, and somebody like me who don't even care, <laughs> just going there for the bag, and that's it. It's I don't know, it's it, it sucked, man. You know, it's really funny. Adam Twenty Two got in that bag too because know, he married yeah. a porn star. Yeah. And he was fucking girls. He basically became, he became a porn star himself by marrying a porn star. Yeah. And now he lets his uh his wife fuck other men. Yeah. And a black dude came through and crushed it, apparently. Allegedly. I didn't watch the video. Yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah. So now like they're in the porn bag too. Yeah. So yeah, it's shameless, man. I really hate to see how the I cause I saw this shift happen in real time. I think it started with the blog era. You know, yeah, because a lot of the blogs. You know, we didn't know it at the time, but they were ran by white people. Mm-hmm. That white people that didn't really care. You know what I mean? They just did it just to do it. And yeah, <laughs> and it's still like that, man. Even you look at a company like Complex. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a white company. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man, they just see an opening and say, "Hey, let's capitalize off of this." That's uh, that's where the money is. Let's just put, and um, some of them try to get a little smart and put a black face right there to make you think like it's a black owned spot, but they really just the interviewer or just the face of it. But I don't know. It's 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 a little depressing, man. It really is, man. And like this, look, I I was trying to be happy for the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop. It's been around for 50 years, more or less. And it's just depressing seeing just how much it's changed and how it seems to be changing for the worse, man. And things like this just really bother me with the culture. I think the fan base is starting to annoy me. I I felt this way when I saw the blowback to Jay Electronica and his verse. Like, all these so-called rap fans thought it was horrible and racist and all this stuff. And I'm like, if y'all was around in the 90s, it was a lot worse shit. Said yeah. about listen, Method Man had a bar on the song because I listen to the song all the time still. On um, my mind made up with Tupac off mm. the All Eyes on Me album. It's a posse yeah. cut with Red Man, Daz Dillinger, and all them on it. And Method Man had a song, he had a bar. He said something like, I'm like Hitler sticking up Jews with German Rugers. Mm. They, they bleeped out the Jew part at of course after years, but this type of bar was the norm in hip hop, man. Yeah, like it was nothing to, to talk about Jewish people or anybody. And yeah. now suddenly, it was more the, showing the, the creativity of the uh, uh, the bar and the you know 
it was kind of painting the picture a little bit. Yeah, it was just look. It, it was just what hip hop was, yeah. man. It's and like now saying and I everybody sell clutching their pearls because Jay Electronica said Rabbi. Come on, man. It's yeah. It's really annoying. It, yeah. just, the, the audience has changed so it's, much. It feels like it don't even look like us no more. It, I think it's not us, man. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like we. It's a lot of sayings we do that just, uh, it, and it's not like an actual way we feel, but it's more of a saying. Like when Jay Z said, "I uh, I sell fire in hell," or mm-hmm. but something like that. He's not actually sitting there thinking like, "Yeah, I can sell fire." It's more of a, "I'm so bad, I can sell fire in hell," or or "I'm so I'm so good, I can sell water to a well," or mm-hmm. something like that. It's more of a. Like how creative the bar is, and people take everything literally, <laughs> and 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 it's not that. No, a hundred percent, man. And when I see somebody like a Fontano, like have an opinion on rap, and it's like taken seriously. Yeah. Like, look at this guy, man. Yeah. Just I, I've never watched one of his videos because the thumbnails be taking me out of it, man. <laughs> like, I don't care what this dude has to think about his opinion on Kendrick. I, I just don't care, man. I don't care what he thinks about Drake or Future or whatever album he's reviewing. This guy just annoys me, man. The fact that he's taken seriously in the culture is just annoying. Yeah. But, like, like I don't think this is our culture anymore, man. I'm starting to see it. Like, I feel like yeah. this, this is just run by other people now. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now that I'm all depressed. I know. Uh, we can almost wrap this up. I think. What else do we have, man? Anything else happened this week? We uh, have. Uh... Oh yeah, we never talked about the damn John. We we mentioned on the last podcast yeah. we were talking about the Johnny Manziel Netflix documentary. We never did. Yeah, we just got sidebarred and talked about other shit. So let's talk about that right now, man. There was a um, I forget what the uh, series is called. It's, it's something. But it's a sports documentary series. They did the Malice in the Palace thing as well, which was very good. And they have a new episode out about Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Um, now, the documentary, of course, breaks down his rise and fall, um, going up from Texas A&M to the Browns and just how he struggled. And um, it's called it's kind of Untold. Perspective. It's called Untold. Untold. That's right. Yeah, Untold. on Netflix. Really good, really good series, man. Netflix low-key has some really good documentaries, dog. I think they have the best documentaries out of all the streaming services, man. Yeah. They probably have the worst original movies. But <laughs> I think they have some really good documentaries, man. Some really, really well done original pieces. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, this one, man, l- let's talk. About, it's been a week. And I almost forgot what is all the things <laughs> I want to talk about about it. But fuck it. Uh. Now, Figgy, I know you're close to this because he was a quarterback for your team for a very short amount of time. Like um, a year? A <laughs> <laughs> very short amount of time. But at one point, people thought he was a future man. At one point, he was friends with LeBron and Drake and everybody. And everybody thought he was going to blow up the league and do very well for the most part. And, of course, he flamed out very quickly and had addiction issues and all types of stuff happened to him. So, Figgy, what was your reaction? How you, how did you think about what, what were your thoughts about this documentary, man? Did you like it? Yeah, I I actually liked it. I think I do think um, this doc this doc was heavy pro 
Johnny Manziel. This was from his side. Yeah. So I, you know, I ain't really take that as the gospel. I know way more happened than that. Mm-hmm. But I took this doc as him telling his story on how he felt and what he experienced. But uh, I thought it was pretty good, man. Um, I kind of wanted more. I know I wouldn't go get more from this doc, but I would like to see another doc, you know, from another point of view. Maybe the uh, a GM or somebody that used to work for the Browns or something like that to what they say in their part because it wasn't really anything uh, from the Browns' point of view in this. So, uh, but that's the main part I kind of wanted to see. <laughs> but um, as far as the doc go, man, I thought the doc was pretty interesting, man. Uh, it was a lo- I had a lot of questions at the end because. Um, I always thought Johnny Manziel really came from like oil money. <laughs> you heard you? I think you heard Skip Bayless said his family rich. Mm-hmm. Came from oil money. Like a lot of people said that, so that's why I thought he was acting the way he at because he didn't he didn't care. He was rich anyway. But in the doc, it made it seem like that wasn't true at all. And um, even if his family had some type of wealth, grandfather, I heard somebody say his grandfather owned this or owned that, but he came across like he wasn't rich at all. Mm-hmm. And him and his buddy came up with a plan to make it like his family was. So they wouldn't, the, the kind of like to clean the money up a little bit to make it like he's not getting it off of his um, NIL or whatever. So um, I thought that part was very interesting, and um, my honestly, my big takeaway was I see why the Browns are the Browns, man. Dog, they <laughs> clearly this dude did not care about playing football. He ain't give a crap about all this traditional read this play and all this other stuff. He was just going out there having fun. He was focused on partying. And they traded up and drafted this dude, man, in the first round. After every single team probably passed, every team that needed a quarterback passed up on them, including the Browns who passed up on them probably like, I think, once or twice or something like that. Dog, this was, it was low-key embarrassing, man. When they said this dude, I guess at this, uh, uh, I guess pro day or whatever it was. Wait, this dude was sitting there throwing passes to his agent <laughs> and so, to some random people, and they they came away with that saying, "Hey, let's trade." You know, eventually let's trade up for him. The the Browns got to be the laughing stock of the league, man. Like I I see why the Browns were that awful, and that was really embarrassing, man. But. It was crazy to see how even when he did get drafted, he just didn't want to play football like that, man. He wasn't really pressed to play. And uh, it kind of made me think what type of people these uh, NFL teams be hiring, man. Because if I honestly, if I was on that team, I would not be sitting there looking at him throw to his agent and say, yeah, you know what? That's the guy we need. I just don't see it, man. Um, Plus with everything in his past, too. Everything in his past. He knew he was partying hard. Yeah, he was a drunk. 
he was on drugs and all that stuff. I just don't get it, man. It was, it was kind of, I enjoyed it, but as a Cleveland fan, it was rough to see, man. To be fair, they might have seen it as more of a marketing opportunity, and they just hoped he would get better. You know, because he was very popular coming out of college, man. Let's be real. I'm sure he sold a lot of jerseys when he first got there. Maybe they just thought that they could make money off him, and hopefully he turns out to be okay and, and fixes himself. You know? That was the I, first I think round that's pick, though, man. On, man. They traded up in the yeah. first round. The fact, again, that the, the, the fact that Jerry Jones skipped on him just tell you everything, man. Yes. That should tell you everything. You know, that like, Jerry Jones wouldn't take him, a, t- yeah. a Texas boy. Who who will you think would love somebody like Johnny Manziel? Yeah, take him. He said, "Nah, we go with Zach Martin." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who's still on the damn team? <laughs> he still yep. played. Just got a uh, contract extension. Yep. So yeah, I agree with your takeaway, man. Like I feel like it, it would have been nice to have somebody who was like an anti johnny guy be there somebody who was uh, close to the nfl and the browns to really talk about how he was behind the scenes we just kind of had to take johnny's word for it yeah um the money thing i was kind of confused about because it seemed like they just basically admitted they was running a pyramid scheme to make money in the ncaa which to my question leads to why didn't they take away his heisman since he's fucking admitted this shit yeah you know isn't he breaking the ncaa rules i was confused by that a little bit like you just yeah. confess to this shit, and there's and, no consequences for and, it. And somebody mentioned that too. I think they, tw- I don't know, some somebody famous mentioned that, and he actually retweeted them and explained what happened. And oh, okay, he, uh, Johnny Manziel pretty much said uh, they didn't take it away because his first year, I think it was his freshman year, is when he won the Heisman, and all of the uh, the alleged other stuff happened. After uh, the after the Heisman, so the other seasons. Oh, okay, so somebody could technically, okay, so if, if a player wins a high, if, so Reggie Bush just took money in the wrong year. If he didn't I take guess money, so. that one I guess year, it was the year would have been okay. The year he was taking the stuff is the year he won the Heisman. I guess that's ridiculous, man. So it's basically, so the, the, stupid, the jig man. seems to be if you can get a, a Heisman in your sophomore year, which is more likely probably. Your junior year, you could just take all the payments you want and fuck it. <laughs> That's what he made it seem like. He made it yeah. seem like uh, all of that, all the stuff he was doing, where he was getting all the money and all that stuff, was after the heist. Man, it wasn't be- uh, during or before. Yeah. So it's it's so stupid. Man, they need to get Reggie Bush that heist, man. Man, no, that don't make any man. sense. That's goofy. Yeah. Now it's legal. You could just take money in college. So it's whatever. It's so stupid, man. It really is. The documentary was good, man. I, in general, you know, I, I I think it was kind of ambiguous as to whether Johnny is better or worse right now. I don't know what he is. I, you know, I, because then he he take a drink afterwards, like like he's still end. drinking. Yeah, and so. they talked to his dad because I guess he moved back in with his parents, and his dad made it seem like you know sometimes it's good, sometimes it's really bad. <laughs> you know. And they admitted he admitted he has bipolar disorder, which is a really tough thing to live with, man. I'm sure. So, yeah. I, I I think it's ambiguous as to whether he's actually doing better now. You know, he didn't really mention he they, they tried to make it end on a positive note, but I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. I ain't feel good after the ending. Yeah, like okay, he had a better place. Struggling. 
Yeah. So I don't know, man. It was a good, it was a good, uh, good, good little documentary though. Shout out to Landry Locker for the cameo. Yeah. Had the young Landry Locker with the uh, buzz cut. <laughs> <laughs> with the buzz cut. Talking about Johnny Football. So yeah. Uh interesting stuff. I'm sure if you if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, so yeah, pretty decent documentary, man. I liked it for what yeah. it was. Um, you been watching anything else lately, man? Uh not really. I've been trying to catch up on Godfather of Harlem. Okay. But, uh, Is that still good? Um, uh, I'm still early in the uh the newer season, so it's still good. I think Forrest Whitaker is really good at what mm-hmm. he do. So uh, it's still some good acting in it, but um, of course you can't really trust the storylines. They they always fits up the storylines. I think the last episode I seen was Malcolm X in Africa or something. Yeah, and kind of going through some stuff, but uh, you can't really trust the storylines. But I think it's good so far, man. I think it's the one thing I do like about it is it's realistic, of course, and is is good acting in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I might. My mom has been trying to get me back on that show because I told her it was good, and I got her on it. Then I stopped watching it. <laughs> She's been trying to get me back on that show, so I might. I might get back on it, man. I need to, to tap back in yeah um okay we got three minutes almost until three hours let's go into three hours man and we're in the podcast there all right so what else is going on we could talk about really 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 did you see the did you see the rumored super bowl halftime list i did who's on it it's looking rough so they kicked lizzo off i guess lizzo is no longer being considered Okay, uh, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Swift denied she she took her name off of that. She said she would not do it. So, so people on the list are Bad Bunny, um, Harry Styles, uh, Miley Cyrus, and it's somebody else. But this uh, this list is looking rough, man. Bad Bunny, I think, would do a good that's, show. Man. That's the only one I think yeah. that would make sense. Miley Cyrus, she got like one song everybody knows, man. That would not be a good uh, halftime show. I'm sorry. She would have to bring out her dad and they would have to do Old Town Row with Lil Nas X. <laughs> you know they would, too. Yeah. Uh, we got one minute left. Uh, Alan Gonzalez on Facebook says, I'm late. What's the difference between Manziel versus Bush? I think he summed it up, but basically he said that the, when he was taking money, it was before, it was after he got the Heisman already. You know, so the year yeah. he got the Heisman, he was not. He was a freshman he was when he got money. that Heisman. Yeah, exactly. But where Reggie Bush yeah. got paid the year he was he got his Heisman. So yeah. that's the alleged uh, excuse that he got. But I don't know if I fuck with it. Yeah. Anyway, thirty seconds left, man. What else you want to talk about, real quick? Anything no. uh, on your mind? Anything uh, going on in the world today? Uh, no, um, that's it, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be out at the Texas game. If you see me out there, judge the tailgates, man. Hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> take a picture, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be so hot. Uh, and I got yeah. my camera guys out there, so be on the lookout for a nice little uh, tailgate recap stuff that's going on. So yes, all right. And until next time, folks. Peace.